0: Hello and welcome to episode 469 of Fergo and the Freak. I'm that bloke from Rugby League Project, Andrew Ferguson. You can find me on Twitter at AndrewRLP. And as always, you can find my co-host here, League Freak, on Twitter at League Freak. How are you going there, mate? I'm going pretty well, Andrew. How are you? Not too bad, not too bad. Uh, we just, we've just we had a bit of a medical chat. Yep. And this, this could be, um, you yeah, know, it could be the last episode. It'll be just fun. It'll be it fun. There. I'm
1: going to record
0: it anyway. Yeah. yeah there's, there could be some home medicine going on tomorrow. There may not be. You know, it, it's been good while it lasted.
1: Yeah. I had a good run.
0: Yeah. Um, if anyone's in the Penrith area and, you know, they might drive a uh, an ambulance, just, you know, be alert.
1: <laughs> just clean off my combat knife when I'm done.
0: That's all. That's right. Make sure you feed the dog.
1: Yeah. 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 <laughs> you know, the weird thing is that, like, if you die, a dog won't eat you straight away until it's really, really has to eat you.
0: Which cat, leads to another issue you've got. How many cats do you have? Two cats, and they yeah. eat as soon as you stop moving. That's right. So that means your dog's going to starve, but your cats are going to be fine for at least a week or two.
1: True, true. The thing is, though, they're, they're like, my dog is just so much bigger than my cats, <laughs> <laughs> and so they'll pounce on my dog and it's just bad it's
0: a bad idea yeah oh man at least put some dog food out for the for your dog eh? yeah i will i'll make sure i do that first okay that's a good idea um on that cheery note we're about (laughs) to do our 2023 season preview at long last yeah it's uh I, i think that
1: There's not too many... There's no teams in the league this year that you look at and you say, wow, they're atrocious outside of the Dragons. I think everyone else has tried to do something with their team. So it's going to be an interesting year. And um, we have a system that you have put in place. This is all on your hard work and dedication over the last, I'd say, months.
0: Yeah, yeah. Let's go with that. (laughs) Um, What we're going to do is we're going to give a rating out of... Uh, between one and five. One equals utter shit. Five equals utter perfection. Um, Half marks are allowed. So you can do a 3.5 if you want. Um, We'll also make sure we don't do a zero. Mm -hmm. So um, we've got to be serious about this. There's no zeros. Mm -hmm. Um, And so we're going to rank the spine, the backs, the forwards, the depth, and the coach out of five. Yes. Um, There's one... One factor that will be locked in, because that is based on um, an overall ranking, and that's um, roster churn. So the amount of players that have come in and out from the roster. So the team that had teams that had the least amount of churn, they get five, and the teams that have got a lot of churn, so a lot of player turnover, they get ones and twos. Um, so that's pretty much a that's a fact based one. That's not an opinion one. So that one's pretty much locked in. Um, and so at the end, this will give us um, both Freaky's and my uh ladder, and we've also got it so it'll be combined for the two of us, and we'll have the Ferg on the Freak um ladder one to 17. Mm. How thorough is that going to be? It's
1: going to be amazing. And before we start, I, like if I've got to use between one and five, I will use all of them. So there's some, you know, some people they'll be like. Oh, you're gonna use one to five, and they're like four, three, four, three, four, and it's. I don't do that. I'm gonna use ones. I'm gonna use fives. I am gonna use the entire gamut. So people need to be ready for that. Oh yeah. People get pissed off when I do it in state of origin with my state of origin ratings, and they're like, "Oh, why did you give so and so 3? And it's like, "Cause he played like fucking garbage. That's why." So, exactly. Yeah.
0: Um. So that's fair. I'm. I'm good with that. Excellent. All right, we'll go in. Shall we go in alphabetical order? Yeah, let's do that. Let's do that. We'll mix it up. Okay. okay. Um, let's have a look at what they've got here. So their coach is going to be Kevin molders He's in his third year now. Um, they've picked up Jesse Arthurs from the Warriors. He's returning from loan. Jock Madden from the Tigers. Reese Walsh from the Warriors. That's a big pick up, that one. Mm-hmm. And very late in the uh, off-season, Martin Tapau from Manly's mm-hmm. coming over. They've lost Jermaine Asako, Tamari Martin, Tyson Gamble, Zach Hosking, Jake Turpin, Brinko Lee, Tessie Nui, David Mead, Ryan James, Albert Kelly, Reese Kennedy, and Tyrone Roberts.
1: I don't think any of those losses are too shocking for them, really.
0: No, um, there's, a, there's a few depth ones there. Yeah. And a few that, you know, probably shouldn't have, you know, they can't, they, it's not going to hurt them by losing them. It's actually probably helped them out a bit. Um. They probably should have held on to Tyson Gamble because their half's depth is very light.
1: Yeah, and with Reynolds, the way that he tends to get injured at points during the season, um, it would be good to have a veteran uh, halfback step in at some point during the year. But um, at the same time, like a, I think that there's a lot of players there that if the Broncos going in the right direction, it would be time to move players like that on. You know, oh, There absolutely. are a lot of stopgap measures there that they got rid
0: of. Absolutely. Um, I, I only think um, Tyson Gamble and Jake Turpin are the two that they should have kept. I think the rest they can do away with. That's because um, their limited amount of depth at hooker and, and in the halves. Mm-hmm. That's it. Um, the rest of them, um, it doesn't really hurt them too much. Um, what do you give their spine? Which is looking like it's going to be Reese Walsh, Ezra Mam, Adam Reynolds, and Corey Pakes. I don't even know how to pronounce his surname.
1: Uh, I would say like a, Reynolds lifts
0: them up, probably a 2.5. five, two point five. I've given yeah. it a three point five because mm-hmm. I, I think Reese Walsh at should be a fullback, and I think that's a, a much better fit for him than being constantly moved around the halves and in this, you know, all over the place. I think locking him in a fullback, he's going to work pretty well there. He's got a good passing game. Mam looked pretty solid as well, and he looks comfortable next to Reynolds. Mm-hmm. Um, their only weakness for me, glaring, kind of glaring, is the hooker. Um, but yeah, I I do like, I do like what you said about Reynolds. He does lift him up quite a fair bit.
1: Yeah, I've got a feeling that Reese Walsh isn't going to be the saviour they want him to be. I don't know what it is. I I don't know whether I just have a feeling that he's just going to carry niggling injuries and just. Have not the season that they would like him to have, and I don't know why.
0: I think for round one, I think Selwyn cobo has been named a fullback too. Yeah, I don't know what's going on there. Yeah. Um. So that that'll change things too. Um. Speaking of Cobbo, their backs. Now their backs look like the starting backs are probably going to be Corey Oates, Katoni Stags, Herbie Farmworth, Selwyn Sel Cobo.
1: See, I would rate them a three because the weird thing about them is the ceiling for them is pretty high, but then they can also have shockers too or be unavailable a lot. Like you think of Katani Stacks, he gets injured a
0: lot. So I'm going to go with three. Yeah, I've given him a three as well in the backs um, for the same reason. I think um, very good attacking wise Mm -hmm. when they're on, but defensively. A few bad reads do tend to happen every now and then. There, yeah. Um, forwards. So in the in the forwards, we have got Payne Haas, Thomas Flegler, Jordan Ricky, Kirk Capel, Patrick Carrigan, um, Chucking Keenan, Palencia, Kobe Hetherington, Martin Tapia. Um, I actually think their forwards are not too bad. I've given them a three and a half.
1: That's exactly what I was going to give them three and a half. Yeah, there's. <sighs> I feel as like it's definitely their strength is their forward pack. Yeah. Um it's weird when you think back a few years ago they had like what looked like was going to be ridiculously good forward pack for a long time and they've lost some players out of that pack. Yeah. But uh you know they've still got I mean Haas is a fantastic player. I think Tapawa will just be, you know, solid. I don't think he's like a star acquisition.
0: No, but he's going to—he's got a very similar style of play to, to Haas, not yeah. frame-wise, but very direct running in the middle. Mm-hmm. And so I think he's going to be pretty good with Payne Haas in that rotation there. Um, they're they're running through the middle of the field is going to be very strong and very tough to beat just on those three guys. Yeah, throwing Carrigan in there as well. I mean, cross there's four of them.
1: Yeah, I'd like to see a couple more Toilers in their side. And I think we've talked about that for a lot a long time for the Broncos that they had a lot of big boppers, but they didn't have the the guys that could get through a lot of work and stay out in the field for long periods of time but yeah they're they're not going to be easy to play against
0: no that's right um now, the next one is depth. I've given them a two and a half.
1: I would probably give them a two um I think that I I worry about their depth. That's one of the worries I have about them, and I think that that's one of the things that is gonna probably be a deciding factor
0: in their season. Yeah, they they really do need to have a um yeah as much as possible an injury free season where possible. They don't want to have too much of a hit there injury wise. Yeah. Um, coach, I've given Kevy a three.
1: I'm gonna give him. Look, I think he's done really well so far. I'm going to give him a two, though. I I, I need to see now him take them to the next step, because what he's done so far has been solid, but I I want to see the next step now.
0: Well, that's the thing. He's, He's got them over the whole misery of being a shit team. Yeah, he's got them back on the you know around the middle of the ladder now,
1: which is one of the hardest things a coach can do. Like, yeah. he took the, he's taken them from absolute rock bottom. Um, yeah. And you think about how many teams we've seen in the NRL that have been taken to rock bottom, and it's not the first coach that helps them get
0: out of it. It's not the second coach. It's the third coach, you know. He was the first coach. Yeah, he's done remarkable, especially given that he hadn't been an NRL coach before. Mm-hmm. To turn that club around in such a short time, given the mess he picked them up in, has been nothing short of impressive, mm-hmm. um, and to do it in such a short time—that's that, the reason why I've given him a three. Okay. Right next we've got is Canberra. Um, so they've picked up uh, Pasami Solo and Danny Levi, and they've lost Josh Hodgson, Adam Elliott, Charles Clockstad, Harry Rushton, Ryan Sutton, and Sam Williams. So the squad rotation has been. Pretty minimal. They haven't haven't had a great deal of uh, player turnover there. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, Danny Levi is basically a straight swap for Josh Hodgson, and not a bad one because he plays um, football. Well, Levi is actually a ridiculously good defender as well. Yeah. He's not going to do a great deal of um, creative stuff. I'd, I'd say Hodgson's a much better attacking hooker, but Levi is remarkably better defensively, in my opinion. Mm-hmm. Um and they don't need an a, a brilliant attacking hooker when you've got, you know, Zach Wolford there. Um have got the other guys in a bit of trouble with the law all the time, Starling. Mm-hmm. Um, so they're pretty good for hookers and hooker depth. So it's yeah. good to have someone like, like Levi there, and look, Levi's probably going to be, because of his defensive strength, he could probably carry him on the bench, and he could, you know, take, take a spot in the, the middle rotation if need be. Um, Purely as a defensive player, and he'd be fine with it. Mm -hmm. Um, So, yeah, it's not much turnover, which is a good thing. Uh, So their spines look like it's going to be Xavier Savage at fullback, Jack White and Jamal Fogarty and Zach Wolford. I've I've given them a three.
1: I'm going to give them a two. I think that, uh, you know... At the savage at the back worries me, he's got potential, but he's also got the potential to be just a, an absolute train wreck. And Whiten last year was absolutely putrid for most of the season, so yeah, I, I they don't worry me too much. Their spine,
0: I think, part of the problem for the Raiders the last year and a half has been Fogarty hasn't been fit, yeah, but he is now, yeah, and with him. He's the sort of halfback, kind of like DCE. He likes to be the general. He's in charge, and he'll he'll run everything, and he's fine with that. Ben Hunt's another one. Uh, Fogarty definitely fits that role, which is going to take a lot of pressure off Whiten, mm-hmm. um, which will be good for Whiten's game, because he can just get back to you know ball running, doesn't have to worry about trying to do a of the playmaking stuff, he can just sit with set plays and being a key member in that, which when he was playing good at 5'8", that's what his role was. Yeah. So... I think that's that's a good thing for them. Savage, um, I don't mind him. He is a little bit erratic with form, but uh, I I don't know. I've got a feeling he's going to be a lot better this year. I mean, Canberra needs him to be a lot better this year because I mean, if he drops out, they might have to get Croker back in.
1: Yeah, no, I mean that's a disaster for them. <laughs> do, you know. Um. And they look they don't have to worry about Chance Nickel Klogstad at the back anymore, who once he cut his hair off was never the same player and just was unreliable for them. So um but yeah, I I, I just think that there's some issues there with that that spine.
0: Yeah. Um their backs. Looking like they're gonna have Nick Kotrick, Matt Tomoko, Sebastian Chris, Jordan Rapana. Um, I've given them a three. I don't mind their backs, to be honest. They've got some good, strong ball runners in the, in there, which is kind of what um yeah that suits the Ricky Shield game plan to a T.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: Um, Rapana just needs to be better disciplined. Not, yeah, not, not just so much of a dickhead. Yeah, no, not not even the giveaway penalty things. He also also needs to be disciplined in his defensive positioning. Mm-hmm. Um. And when he chooses to go looking for the ball, mm-hmm. uh, in attack, that sort of stuff, he just needs to be a bit more patient, and yeah, much more disciplined there. And I think they'll be a lot stronger. Um, so I've I've given them a three. I, I do I do rate them probably a little bit higher than most people would.
1: Yeah, I, I would rate them a two. Um, I think that that once again, there's a lot of erratic players in there, um, and I think that there's players that. You don't have to worry too much about in the back line.
2: Uh, let's
0: see, on the forwards, they've got Papali or Papali'i, Joseph Tepany, Hudson Young, Elliot Whitehead, Basami Solo, Corey Harawiranira, Emre Gula, and your old mate Corey <laughs> Um, I. I do like the majority of those players. I'm giving them a 3.5. I, I rate their... Most of their um, forwards, mm-hmm. I rate them pretty well. Like, Whitehead and Young, very good line runners. Um, Tapani and Papali'i, powerful through the middle. Um, Harawara and Niro, also very strong in the middle as well. Just, they've got that forward pack that will just keep rolling up the middle. Which is what the rest of the team needs so i' I'd give them a three and a half
1: yeah i'd I'd give them a three and a half as well <laughs> um i you know I think that their forward pack is a, it's top heavy so that their their elite players are really really good, but then it sort of falls away um pretty quickly uh but And the depth in the forwards isn't fantastic, but, um, you know, it doesn't matter when the two big boppers up front are really rolling. And we saw that in last year's final series where they just got on a roll. um, And I thought that they were going to actually beat Parramatta, I believe it was, in the game that they ended up losing. Um, And they just didn't turn up in that game for whatever reason. But, yeah, I, I, I don't mind their forward pack but it is there are plays in that forward pack that uh, really, really hurt them. Horsburgh is one of
0: them. Um, depth, I've given them a two and a half. I think the forward depth will be okay. Mm-hmm. It's more the depth outside of that. So they're, they're going to be good at hooker, but for places like in the halves or fullback or the three-quarter line, um, it looks a bit thin on.
1: Yeah, I'd, I'd give him a two. Uh, and for very similar reasons for the Broncos. You know, I, I think that they haven't got a great deal of depth. Um, I, I wish they had a bit more depth in the forwards so they could get to Um
0: I'm not a finally, fan of horsborough huh? No, you're not. I'm not sure what it is. Oh, shit. <laughs> um, and finally, Ricky Stewart, the coach, um... I give him a three. Uh, I I don't think he's as bad as a lot of people thinks. He's he's been able to get this Canberra side being in the finals more often than not, and they've never really come across as a team since he's been there that is easy to beat. Mm-hmm. And I think that's the your one first main goal. You want to be a team that's competitive in every game they play. Um, so, yeah, I I think three's pretty much about where he is. I'm going to give the weak gutted dog a two and a half. <laughs> there we go. Okay, next one. This is going to be an interesting one. We've got the Bulldogs up next.
1: Ooh, okay.
0: Um, bear with me, this is going to take half an hour. So they've picked up... <laughs> Reed Mahoney, Hayes Perham, Villiam Kickau, Ryan Sutton, Andrew Davy, Franklin Pele, and Jacob Preston. And they've lost Brent Naden, Matt Duffy, Jeremy Marshall King, Jack Hetherington, Paul Vaughan, Matt Dory, Corey Allen, Joe Stevenson, Aaron Shoup, Josh Jackson, Ava Silmanafanai, Josh Cook, Reese Hoffman, Tui Palutu Katoa, and Brandon Wakeham. That's, That's awesome. a whack. Yeah, there's
1: a few players in there, but they
0: had to get rid of some of them,
1: you know. Um, they did
0: have to. Um, yeah. It's it's a lot of churn, but a lot of it was necessary because mm-hmm. um, for the last few years, they've had a squad that was full of depth players. Yeah. Yeah, New South Wales Cup quality. Yeah, and now they've decided, you know, we have to move into having some genuine NRL talent here. And so they've they've been on a bit of a buying spree, um, but they have built a reasonably strong side. Um, so we'll, we'll go with the spine. You now, I suggested at the in January when I wrote a um, club preview for the Rugby League Review magazine yeah. that Hayes Perrim would be fullback. Yeah. And on the day that it got published, media reports came out saying, oh, Bulldogs are going to pull a surprise shock and put Perrim at fullback. And I went, <laughs> well, I'm not surprised. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, and the reason why, okay, people are going to probably wonder why, because they've probably seen him in the Warriors and, as was it, Parramatta, constantly in the three-quarter line. Mm-hmm. But when he came through the lower grades of the Warriors, he was almost exclusively a fullback, sometimes a 5'8". So that is what is natural to him. And it made sense that they put him there. Um, so Hayes Parramatta, fullback, Matt Burton, Kyle Flanagan, and Reid Mahoney at hooker. I've given their spine
1: a three and a half. Uh, I'd I'd probably give it a man. This is a tough one. I'd give it a two and a half. I think. Um, Reid Marnie, I, I worry about him in terms of staying on the field. Burton, I think, will be pretty good for them this year. Um, and yeah, I, I, I'd give him a two and a half. Like they'll be pre- they'll be pretty good, you know.
0: Yeah, I think. Um... All that support too from from Moni and and Burton is going to take a lot of playmaking pressure off Flanagan as well, which will yeah. help his game a bit. Because I don't think Flanagan's a bad player, but he was just, I think too much was expected of him very from a very young age, and uh, he struggled to live up to that a bit. I think he's sort of played at his back of his mind a little, and he had a pretty quiet season as far as. The media's focus on him last year, which I think was a good thing for him. It's good, yeah. Yeah. Um, and so I reckon he's probably, he could be about to have a, a good season this year because he's probably feeling a bit more comfortable within his role, got a bit of stability in his career at the moment, and got a good squad, good squad around him and a good forward pack in front of him. So yeah. he should be comfortable. Um, their backs Josh Adakar, Jake Avarillo, Brayden Burns, Jacob Kiraz. Um, I'd. I mean, you got JK, You got Josh Adokar there. I'm giving him a three.
1: I love Josh Adokar. He's the, I think he's one of the best wingers of all time. Um, I give him a one. You give him a one? Yeah.
0: That, that, that's <laughs> all Josh
1: and it's all Josh Adokar carrying that one.
0: Um, I've realised not too bad. He's, though, out of position.
1: I, I just look at that back line and I'm like, I I wouldn't worry too much about it. If it was at New South Wales Cup level,
0: uh, forwards. Luke Thompson, I mean St Helens' favourite son. He's at he had, he uh has a bad foot injury. They
1: thought it was going to keep him out for six months, but it looks like it won't be as bad as they first thought. Oh, that's good. Um, but he hasn't done much for them ever, has he? Come on, mate. He's from St Helens. That doesn't mean shit. What is he going <laughs> to play his best football in fucking February? Good <laughs> luck
0: to him. Uh, Luke Thompson, Tevita Pengo Junior, Viliami Kikio, Raymond Fatala Mariner, Max King. It's a very solid forward pack. Um, that, that's the starting forward pack. I'm I'm going to give him a three there as well.
1: Yeah, I would give them. I would give them a. Th- oh man. I'd give him a three and a half. I think Kikau is like one of the best players in the game. I hope that he carries on the form and the progress that he was shown last year at Penrith, where he's just a beast on both ends of the, the field. Um, and I like the idea that of bringing on Tavita Pangai Jr. as well as like a, a shock trooper, you know.
0: Yeah, look, I think if the Bulldogs are smart, they're going to have... Pangar, Jr., out and Burton all on the same side of the field as Josh Adokar. Yeah. That's a pretty crazy combination out there. That's from the middle to the wing. Yeah, that would be nuts. Yeah, good and, luck. And I I think, like, Vita Pangar, Jr.'s probably
1: best football, where he, he did the fundamentals really well, as well as the good stuff, was at Penrith. And I'm hoping that Cameron Seraldo can get him back to that. Because when he went to the Bulldogs, it all fell away again. Yeah. Um, to the point where I would still love to have him back at Penrith. I thought that he he stepped right into the Panthers' side and he did a really nice job. And they just got the best out of him. And I wonder if Serraldo is going to be able to bring that back out of him again this year. I wouldn't be surprised. Yeah. He's one of my favorite players when he's on, hey. Like
0: oh, yeah. I Absolute just love him. Oh, um depth. I've given him a two here.
1: Yeah, I'd I'd probably give them I'd probably give him a one and a half. Um I, I think that it's part of the process. It's you know, what what are you gonna say? They're coming from the lowest of low bars. And they're not the finished product yet. And that's part of it is getting your depth. That's one of the last things you can sort out. So uh, their junior development at the club is absolutely non-existent at the moment. So that hurts them in that sense.
0: Um, and Coach Cameron Seraldo, um, I've gone bang line ball right in the middle, two and a half field because he's untested at this level as, yep. as an NRL coach.
1: Yeah, I'll, I'll give him a two. I'd give him it two. He's he's come from a very good team. Um, we'll see what happens.
0: Okay, next one, the Sharks. Yeah, they've also had very little changes. So they've picked up Oregon Kafusi, mm-hmm. and they've lost Luke Metcalf, Franklin Pele, Andrew Fafita, and Aiden Tolman. Um, so I think they, along with South, have the least amount of player turnover this year. Mhm. Um, their spine: Will Kennedy, Matt Moylan, Nico Hines, Blake Braley Um, I like their spine a lot. I've given them a four. Oh
1: wow! Wow. Yeah. Uh,
0: I think I would... they just all complement each other really, really well, as well yeah. as the game plan that um, Fitzgibbon has. It just everything just works well for them with those four players.
1: Yeah, that's a good point, and it works off the back of their forwards too. Like as a standalone unit, I would rate them much lower. I guess I'm going to give them a three in the context of their football team, because you're right; they it, it, it everything complements everything else in that shark side. If it was standalone, I would probably rate them like a two and a half, maybe, but I'll rate them a three.
0: Alrighty. In the backs, they're gone. Renato Mulatalo, Jesse Ramian, Connor Tracy, Sione Katoa, and I dare say um, CSU for Talakai as well. Um, I'll give them a three and a half. They've got a good variation there. Mulatalo, tall, very good leaper. um, And Sione Katoa, very fast. And both are very, very good at scoring tries, um, which is exactly what you want from your wingers. Um, Ramian is a pretty handy center as is Tracy, but Ramien does have discipline issues and Tracy is coming from a bloke who was a half slash five eighth and he's had to change his game to be a center. Talakai is another one who is basically a edge forward second rower Mm -hmm. and he's reverted to being a center as well. So he's kind of a bit, um, you know, it, the center's not their strongest point. So I've, I've given them a three and a half, though. Yeah, I'll, I'll
1: give them a three. Uh, they can cause you problems. Um, and, you know, they can be a handful on their day.
0: Oh, absolutely. Um, forwards, they've got Braden Hamlin Newelli, Toby Rudolph, Wade Graham, Britton Acora, Dale Finnegan, um, I I do like their forward pack. They've got good versatility, good variety. Um, I'm not gonna lie, I love their forward pack. There's only three forward packs I love here, and this is one of them. I'd give them a five. I I would
1: give them a four. I, the thing I like about them is their mobility. Yeah. Um, that's the thing that stands out for me with the sharks. Um, yeah, four.
0: Uh, depth. They've got. Plenty of good forwards sitting on the bench, like Tig Wilton, Royce Hunt, Ogan Cafusi. Um, there's a few others as well. It's as far as forward depth goes, they're, they're pretty solid. Um, they've got one genuine half. Their other genuine half was um, Cade Dykes, and the poor yeah. bugger's done his knee he's out for the season, but he was looking like he was going to get plenty of game time as well. Um, The other good thing about their depth, though, is most of them are able to cover more than one position. Like Wade Graham can slot in at Mm -hmm. 5'8". Talakai can play center or the second row. Um, You know, so you've got blokes who can move around a bit like that. So I'd give their depth a 4.
1: I'd probably give it a a 3.5, I think. And now we're up to
0: the coach. And uh, he surprised me immensely last year. Yeah, yeah. He got a lot more of that shark side than I ever thought he would. Um, so I give him a three and a half.
1: Yeah, I was going to say three and a half too. His first season was really good. You worry about these next great coaches that are all anointed, but he got the job done last year. So we'll see how it goes in second year. But he
0: Yeah, he's the tough, the toughest one I think. Okay. The Dolphins. Yeah, this will be tough. Um, they get a one for churn because they've had to get twenty-eight players. Yeah, <laughs> kind of makes it difficult going from no one to someone. Yeah, exactly right. Um, so their spine is looking like it's going to be. I uh, actually should we we'll go through who they picked up. Why the hell not? Okay. Khalil Skifusi, Jesse and Kenny Bromwich, Ray Stone, Branko Lee, Tessie Nui, Edric Lee, Anthony Milford, Jermaine Asako, Jared Wallace, Herman SASA, Ewan Aiken, Jeremy Marshall King, Isaiah Kotoa, Robert Jennings, Sean O'Sullivan, Mark Nichols, Cody Nicarima, Tom Gilbert, Connolly, Lemu Lemu, Hamasai Tabu Fadau, Oliver to Balance Taware. um He's a very good, very big centre, young fella too. Uh, Michael Roberts, Jeremiah Simbican, Harrison Graham, Ryan Jackson, and J.J. Collins.
1: They did pretty well at the end, like considering that the market was almost over yeah. by the time they had to
0: put together a team. Exactly right. And look, the the one thing you'll find with Wayne Bennett's sides is he always builds his forward pack first. Yeah. Um, smart thing to do. Mm-hmm. Always has been. But uh, we'll look at their spine. It's like, looking like it'll be hammerside Toby for out fullback. Um, Possible? I don't know, it hasn't been named in round one, but Milford or Cody Nicarima, Sean O'Sullivan, Jeremy Marshall King. Um, looks like the spine. I've, I've given him a two.
1: I was thinking two as well. Um, having the hammer at the back will be interesting. See how he goes from basically being more of a, a winger to being a full-time fullback. Um, O'Sullivan played really well for Penrith. I hope he continues that form up there for the Dolphins. I don't see why he wouldn't. Um, But, yeah, look, it's a good start. It's a solid start. It's not an end point for them, but it could have been much worse.
0: Yeah, and look, Katoa looks like a very good young half. He comes Mm. from the Penithelial grades from memory. Mm -hmm. Um, played in the World Cup and was very, very good for a young fellow, like took control of the side. Um, So, and I see he's been named at 5'8 for round one, Um, mostly because Milford doesn't look match fit at all. Milford is terrible. Remember him at the World Cup, how bad he uh, was? Atrocious. I think this is his, what, 35th lifeline?
1: Yeah, it's and weird if, to think of he went from being like literally a million dollar player mm. to remember the recruitment where they got the Brisbane Broncos, spent all that money to get him from Canberra. Yeah. And the Raiders are like, oh, no, you know, we've lost this dude. We keep on losing all of our young stars and stuff. He didn't do much at the Broncos. No, and two months later, been, they've
0: gone. Meh. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> it's crazy that a player can just lose it. It's like yeah. Ash Taylor. It just it
0: just went. Yeah, but uh, I think Katoa is good enough to keep Milford from ever playing first grade again.
1: Yeah, I, I could see that happening, definitely.
0: Um, their backs, Edric Lee, Ewan Aiken, I wouldn't be surprised if Vance Tuareg gets a lot of games. Jermaine Asako, um also Tessie Nui as well. Um, I've given him a two and a half. They're, they're decent enough in the middle defensively. Mm-hmm. That's about it.
1: Yeah, I would
0: give their back line a
1: uh, – I'm going to give them a one and a half. And I t- I'll tell you why. Because Edric Lee was – I saw a thing where Edric Lee was pumped up and ready to play for the, the Dolphins, but not this week because he's injured. And, like, he was one of their key recruits. And I just thought, yeah, it's, you know, when, when Branko leaves one of your your players that you're picking in first grade, you've got problems.
0: Would you pick him over Oliver Gildart or the other way around?
1: Oh, I would take, I would put Branko Lee into the Australian side before I would put Oliver Gildart into the fucking New South Wales Cup. Oliver <laughs> Gildart was so bad for the Tigers that they managed to get rid of him. They made yeah. a good move. He was that bad. Even the Tigers were like, "Holy shit, what the fuck is this?" How did we get rid of him? Yeah, just take him anyway. The Roosters were like, "We'll take him." It's like, yeah, fucking, we'll drive him there. It's not a long drive from Concord to the fucking Bondi.
0: No, that's right. Um, forwards: Jesse Bromwich, Jared Wallace, Kenny Bromwich, Felice Cafusi, Mark Nichols, Ray Stone, Tom Gilbert, Herma, Sasa. Uh, I do like that forward pack. I'm giving it a four. I'm giving it a three
1: and a half, and the the it's just more along the lines of um, it's their first season together. I think it's really solid. He's obviously gone for the veteran players. Um, they'll get the job done. The thing I like about all of the older forwards that he's got is that they he's not going to have to teach anyone how to be a first-grade footballer, no. you know? And that's a big thing about forwards especially is that just the, the grind and looking after yourself and, you know, turning up even in preseason, ready to rock and roll. Um, these guys all know how to do
0: that, and it's a good solid base to build on. Um, Depth, I've given them a two and a half because I think they've signed quite a few depth players. Mm -hmm. Um, And they do have some pretty good links with the Redcliffe Dolphins up there who have been pretty strong, um, not just as a team in the Queensland Cup, but also with with the junior development as well. So they're going to have a pretty good base to work from there. So, yeah, I think two and a half is about fair.
1: I'm going to give them a one uh, just for the fact that it's, you know, it's not starting from scratch, as you point out, but um, it's they're in a process. And I think yeah. that they need more depth, obviously. And, and I, I yeah, I'm going to rate them one. All right. And the coach, I mean, it's Wayne Bennett. I give him five. I uh, solid three and a half. No, it's a five. How <laughs> can you not give him a five? I oh, know it's crazy. Isn't it's it? like, like what would be the argument to give him four and a half? <laughs> uh, he's old.
0: Yeah, that's about it. <laughs> um, next up, we've got the Titans. Uh, they've they've had a bit of a player movement. Nothing too nasty. Um, picked up Kieran Foran, Sam Verals, Chris Randall, Joe Stimson, Aaron Shoup, and they've lost Will Smith, Kevin Proctor, Jermaine Sarko, Jared Wallace, Herman S.A.S.A., Greg Marzu, Sam Lassani, and Corey Thompson.
1: There's not much. It just feels like shuffling the deck chairs, doesn't it?
0: A little bit. Look, they, they have bulked up their spine a bit um, because they've recognised that there was a genuine lack of leadership and direction in their spine last year. Mm-hmm. So picking up four and helps that with the back line and Veril's helps that an awful lot in the forwards because Aaron Clark is basically a, a backup hooker and he was having to start an awful lot. Um, so now they've got a genuine starting hooker with genuine attacking ability. It's going to help them an awful lot. With but their... then
1: again, isn't isn't Veril's just Australia's version of Josh Hodgson? Hodgson, where he just, like, he... He gets rehab around footballers. That's
0: his career. Wow. <laughs> I don't know. I, I I don't think he's too bad in attack. He's, oh yeah, he's a good player when he plays. Yeah, that, that's the thing. So their spine, I, I I'm I'm looking at their spine, thinking it's going to be Jaden Campbell at fullback, Brimson at 5'8", Foreign at halfback, and Verrills at hooker.
1: I and, see. I feel as though. If they put that line up out, Mm. I think it's because the coach is saving his job. I think that Sexton should be playing halfback and four and at 5'8". And then Brimson, he's a great fullback. He's an origin fullback. People forget that. But I like Campbell at fullback. And I would probably see if Brimson can hold out in the centres, which is underutilizing him. But so I think that Sexton is almost the canary in the coal mine. If he's not playing, then what is this coach doing in terms of
0: developing the team?
1: Because yeah. I, I like Sexton as a player. I thought he played all right,
0: considering the team he was in. Oh, no, he, he was very good. And for, you know, a guy in his, you know, rookie year still, mm. um, and he had a pretty big forward pack there and very, you know, inconsistent uh. He didn't have a great amount to work with, and he was still doing pretty a pretty good job of trying to keep things together as much as possible. Yeah. Uh, I just think I I don't know I I want to see Campbell in the side. I think he he's too good to be left out of the team. I agree. I agree. And the only way that can happen is if Brimson's in the halves, and if Brimson's in the halves, Foreign is obviously going to be in there as well. Yeah. Why would you bring him to the club otherwise? Well, that, and, so, and that's the thing. Who made that decision? Like, I get the decision. Yeah, but it's it's a nuts thing. Yeah. So I'll give their spine a two and a half. I'm gonna give it.
1: Um, oh man, this. Yeah, I think two and a half because right, I think Verrills is going to be injured most of the time, and I, I actually like their spine. I really like their spine.
0: Yeah, it's it's pretty damn good. Mm. Uh, very good attack-wise as well. Mm-hmm. Um, their backs... Sophia, Fafita, Aaron Shoup, Patrick Herbert, Phil, Sammy. Um, I'm giving it a two. I'm giving it a one.
1: We've got There's an awful lot l-
0: of rookies coming in too, so there could be a few others that come in that are unknown along the way.
1: Remember that... Uh... And let's go back to 1988 here. Mm. Remember, remember that great outside back for the Gold Coast? Yeah, neither can I. One. <laughs> 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 can you think of one? Can you think of one good outside back that played for the Gold Coast? I'm not talking about a fullback either. I'm talking about wingers and centers. But
0: in the old Gold Coast or the current one?
1: Any of the Gold Coast fucking lineups. Like Choppy Close played for them at the end of his career.
0: Danny Peacock. See what I mean? <laughs> <laughs> uh, forwards. Fodder Waker, Isaac Liu, David Fafita, both Firmore. Tino. Um, I'd give him a three. Tino's doing most of that work. If Fafita's playing at his best, then they go to four. But yeah. I can't trust that he's going to. Actually, I'm going to make it three and a 3.5 because Fodder Wake is a very, very good forward as well and Liu is pretty consistently solid. Fafita yep. needs to pull his finger out though and start playing some good footy. I'm
1: going to give him a 4
0: and I don't
1: know that I feel good about it. But <laughs> I'm going to give them a 4 because they they have some fantastic forwards there. On paper, it's an insane forward pack. Yeah, yeah, exactly. That's the thing. This mm. is what we talked about with the Gold Coast all last year. You're, on paper, they're a pretty good team.
0: Yeah. What the hell's going wrong? mm mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, Depth. It's, yeah. I'm giving their depth a two.
1: I'm giving it a one.
0: Uh, and the coach? One. <laughs> <laughs> Can <laughs> okay, we give but... it a half? Okay. I gave him a
1: one. We can't give a half for the last one, can we? I'll I'll give him 1.5 because he hasn't got a wooden spoon yet. Okay. I'm giving him a one. Okay. I
0: think that he's a fucking disaster. Yeah, he's – when he came along that first season, we've gone, oh, hang on, things are happening. He's making good signings. Things are looking up. And then for some reason, it went down fast. And he couldn't mm. turn any of that into a team that was successful. And now he's struggling to keep the team together. And you know, there's been a lot of player chance since he turned up there, which is a common thing for the Titans, unfortunately. This this might be a
1: bit of a spoiler, right? Mm. But you look at the Gold Coast lineup, and you line them up against the Canberra Raiders lineup, right? Yeah. I don't feel like there's a giant gap between those two teams. Right. yeah. In fact, I might even give the edge to the Gold Coast lineup. But Gold Coast aren't beating fucking Canberra this year.
0: No. And Canberra's going to be pushing for a top-eight spot.
1: Yeah, and the Gold Coast will not.
0: That's the difference between a reliable enough coach and a mum bloke who's whatever the hell he is. <laughs> <laughs> fucking crap. <laughs> like every other St. Helens coach. Yeah. Uh. Next, we move on to Manly. Okay. Um, they've picked up Kelma Tuolungi and Ben Condon, and they've lost George Tafua, Sianni Finu, Dylan Walker, Kieran Foran, Andrew Davy, Martin Tapau, and Kurt DeLuy. Um Do we know where Dylan Walker ended up? Warriors. Well, oh, man. <laughs> the Warriors. <laughs> it was either going to be Warriors or Tigers. We know that. Yeah. I
1: could say, you know what? Dylan Walker would have been, I I'd bet, Tim Sheens was saying, listen, I'm telling you, lock.
0: Yeah, I reckon we've had that chat. He said, if you could put on an extra 10 kilos. Yeah, yeah, yeah.
1: <laughs> Seriously, he could play lock. He can play in the centers. He can play 5-8. Uh, listen to me. It's it's going to work. It's like 2005.
0: All over again. Yeah. Um, Their spine, Tom Trebojevic, Josh Schuster, Daly Cherry Evans, and Lachlan Croker. Um, I give that spine... A three
1: point five. Okay, I'm giving it a I'm giving it a two. Ooh. Um it a lot depends on if Street Clothes plays. <laughs> and if I if you had to go by the numbers, chances are I'll miss a lot of games, hence his name. Um and the others, they range from solid to promises of,
0: oh, he'll be good.
1: You watch, he'll be good. He'll be good. And it's like, when?
0: Come on. Yeah, if, if Tom stays fit, um, that could be anything. DC will be fit because he always is. Josh Schuster, this guy what's happened to his career worries man? this is not on him, okay? It reminds me a bit of Curtis Siernan, okay? Mm-hmm. Good-sized body on him, but he came into the game and through all of his juniors was a 5'8". Mm-hmm. The coach has seen him and gone, you've got a good enough frame to play in the forwards, we're going to put you in second row. But instead of getting him to work towards that by making him play at the, in the centres, for example, where he can be on the edge, but still use his ball-playing skills... They've just gone, bang, you're straight into the forwards. And you've got to immediately drop all of the ball playing skills because you're spending, you know, far too much of your time tackling and then running lines. And you're not getting to do any of the ball playing skills, which are your natural skill set. And the transition is too harsh and it's too quick. And they did that with Schuster. He handled it better than Curtis Sirinan did, even though siren has got a more suitable body for playing in the back row. But the problem they've got now is he's had two seasons in the second row and now they've moved him back to 5.8. And I'm sure he's put on muscle and mass in order to adapt to being a second rower. How that will impact him moving back to the halves is, because I don't think his skill set's going to be the issue. I think it's more if he's lost any lateral movement space. Mm-hmm. Um, that for me is the only concern there. But uh, other than that, I think that's a reasonable enough um, spine there. Yeah. I suppose Croker's, eh, he's solid. Anyway. Is he a first the, grader? Well, is he? Got, the thing is, who else are they going to pick, though? Exactly. They've got next to no depth at hooker, so they've just got to go with him. Exactly. Um, in the backs. Um, they got cooler. I wouldn't be surprised if Ben boy, which is playing in the centres, by the yep. end of the year. Yeah, Parker, Ruben Garrick. Um, um, I'd give them a three, only because they the three quarter line is usually pretty consistent. It is. They and they normally
1: punch above their weight. Mm. Uh, I'm giving them a two. Uh
0: forwards, Josh Alloy. Pasika, Kelma Tuolungi, Kowatu, Jake Trabojevic. Um Ola Kowatu and Jake Trabojevic and Tuolungi mm. is very good back row. Tuolungi mm. is a young bloke that came from the West Tigers and was one of the very few like standout players they had last year. It was bloody miserable that they let him go. Yeah. Um Josh Alloway has been let's let's say it, Let's be honest. He's been utter dog shit since he left the Tigers. Yep. He's talked a big game, but he's delivered fucking zero. It's about time yeah. he pulls his finger out and starts doing something. Didn't he leave the Tigers because he wanted to play winning football and stuff That's like right. that? That's yeah. right. That's right. And he's he's done fuck all no. for nine parts of his career over at Manly. Mm-hmm. Um, and now that he doesn't have Muddy to power, they're doing all the heavy lifting for him. Pull your finger out, Josh. It's time to be a leader, mate. <laughs> I was going to say, but overall, I think their forward pack's pretty good. Um, I'm going to give them a three and a half.
1: I'm going to give them a two and a half. I think they've got three decent players in that forward pack.
0: That's half a forward pack, though.
1: Yeah, but after that, it's nothing. <laughs> it's like we're not talking first grade here.
0: All right, next we go to depth. Now, the, the obvious depth players they've got. For in the forwards it's going to be Sean Keppy Ethan Bullimore um also chucking Ben Condon Sipley um the depth is not too bad and they found that um Garrick can handle playing fullback
2: mm-hmm.
0: and he's very uh, very good at it which thankfully he needed to be because he's mm-hmm. probably going to be doing an awful lot of it <laughs> um so I don't, know, I don't mind the depth that they've got. but I'll give it a uh, I'll give it a, a solid three. I'm
1: giving their depth a one and a half.
0: Ooh. Yeah. Um, and then finally, Anthony Siebold as coach. Now we can't give zero. We can't give zero, and it is worth noting he did have a very good first season with South, and that is why I give him a one point five.
1: I will give him a one <laughs> and a low one.
0: It's a it's a very low one. It's a very, very low one. All right. Next up, we have Melbourne. Hoo-hee. All right. They have had a bit of player movement. Mm-hmm. Um, they've picked up Tarek Sims, Joe Chan, Ellie Katoa, and Aaron Penne, and they've lost David Nofaluma, who was on a loan from the Tigers, uh, Felice Kafusi, Jesse Bromwich, Kenny Bromwich, Brandon Smith, and Cooper Johns. Yeah, it's uh, their forwards have taken a huge hit. Just big chunks of their forward pack gone, yeah, and really important players in that forward pack too. Yeah, it's it's amazing how much of a of a hit their forwards has taken. Mm-hmm. Um, so look at their spine now. Pappenhausen is obviously still not fit yet, but we'll put him in here because we're looking at, you know, if they had everyone fit. Mm -hmm. Um, So Pappenhausen, Cameron Munster, Jerome Hughes and Harry Grant. I I give that spine a five. Yeah, it's hard.
1: It's hard not to give that a five. The only way you could knock it down is if you said Pappenhausen wasn't going to be there, you know, and you know what the Melbourne storm are like. I mean, they've, Have they ever had a bad fullback since they started? Like even
0: started off with Robbie Ross.
1: God, Uh, never. Yeah, they've always had a good fullback. So, yeah, you'd have to go five.
0: Yeah. Um, Backs, they've got Xavier Coates, Justin Olam, Remus Smith, Dini Rama. Um, I'm giving it a three.
1: I'm going (sighs) to... Yeah, I think a three. I was thinking maybe three and a half, but no, three's three's right.
0: Um, In the forwards, it's looking like Nelson, Asifa Solomona, Christian Welsh, Tarek Sims, Eli Katoa, Tapai Mooroa. Uh, I'm giving them a three and a half. It's a pretty solid and consistent forward pack, but it's not the, the massive one that they had in the previous seasons.
1: Yeah, I'm giving them a two and a half. And the reason I'm doing that is because I think even in previous seasons, there's been a feeling that you could you could belt their forwards and beat them that way, and a lot of the players that you would you would think you know can we get over these guys are gone so i I think that it's just gonna they've had so many of their good forwards leave, so yeah I think that their forward pack looks a lot less formidable um obviously Sims coming in there could be a master stroke because you know Bellamy's gonna get the best out of him but um yeah i, I they 've definitely taken a de- uh, hit they're gonna they're gonna need some of their fringe players to step up and progress in their careers i
0: think yeah absolutely um depth when you've got someone like you know kamtha josh king um and that very talented um, you know back utility Time wish I' sitting on the bench um, that's pretty handy. Wish I can cover fullback you can cover the halves, you could probably even cover hooker to be honest mm-hmm. um, I'll, but again it's not they don't have huge depths. So I'm going two and a half,
1: yeah, I think two and a half uh two and a half. Yeah, I'd go two and a half because you don't know who the Storm are going to bring in. They're, they're one of those teams that it's like, oh, yeah, they're in trouble now. And all of a sudden, they've got three rep players they, they've they made,
0: you know. Yeah, they just turn them up out of nowhere. Yeah. Oh, this, I found this bloke down behind the back of the couch. <laughs>
1: <laughs> it's um, like, oh, they, they've got no depth in the centers. Oh, who's this six foot four guy? Oh, He's
0: they just found someone from Papua New Guinea. He can just kind and destroy humans. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um. Craig Bellamy, I mean it's a five, isn't he? Five. Easy, yeah. Okay. And next we've got ooh, the Knights. It's a rough one. It's a rough one. Um so they've picked up Jack Hetherington, Adam Elliott, Tyson Gamble, Jackson Hastings and Greg Marzu, and they've lost Mitchell Barnett, Edric Lee, Anthony Milford, Gerard Mamassa, Tex Hoy, Soaso Sue, Pasami Solo, David Clemmer, Chris Randall, and Braden Musgrove. Yeah, no
1: huge, huge losses there, but once again, it feels like a, a little bit of
0: shuffling going on. It does, yeah. It's uh, it, it's uh, I don't know what to make of this side, to be honest. Yeah, they threw me out. Um, their spines looking like it could be Bailey Hodgson at fullback. Um, Kalen Ponga, Jackson Hastings in the house, and Jaden Brodie Hooker. I'd give him a two and a half. Um. I've never been sold on Ponga, and I'm still not. Hastings is a is a quality player. He's a lead. He's a leader. Um, Braley is a very good hooker. I think very underrated hooker. Hodgson's basically an unknown fullback. He's a very young guy from England. Um, so I'm going two and a half. It's it's kind of middle of the road for me.
1: When your fullback is English, okay. Now this isn't against English people. When your fullback is English, you're losing two points. Okay. So I'm going to give them, I'm going to give them a two, and and not just because of that, but just because of, you know, I think Ponger will go all right, but we, we'll need to see how he handles the workload. But I think it's a move they needed to make. Hastings, if he's just solid, will be good for Newcastle. Compared to a lot of the other players that they've tried at halfback since Andrew Johns left, agreed. And as you say, Br- Brayley is fantastic. Like he's, if he can, if he's back fully from his injury, the, the, he's a really, really good player.
0: Yeah, that's right. Um, who have they got in the backs? Greg Marsh, Hugh, Dan Bremen Bradman, Best, Dom Young. Uh, again, I'll give him two and a half.
1: I'm gonna give them. I'm giving them one and a half. Dom Young, he played well in the World Cup, but I think people have just turned that into his entire career. He's okay, you know. Bradman Best, uh, if you say so, and the rest of them, like,
0: whatever. Uh, forwards, they got the Saifidi brothers, Tyson Frizzell, Jack Hetherington, Adam Elliott. Uh, I've given them a two. Yeah, uh, two on their best day. Uh, Frizzell is another one that has done nothing since he went there, and he really needs to pull his finger out. True. I've never never gone from seeing a bloke who I absolutely love watching play to somebody who I completely forgot still plays. Yeah,
1: look, I think that he... uh... He, he, you could see the writing on the wall, though, when they signed him for that, to be that player. It's like he was starting to lose his legs when he was yeah. at the Dragons, and they got a guy who was on the wrong end of his career, and it looks like it, you know?
0: Yeah. Um, and finally, depth. I mean, they've got Tyson Gamble. They've been training him for some reason at fullback, but he's he's a half.
1: Because they've um, got a Tommy fullback.
0: Yeah. They do have a number of... Um, you know, second rowers, they've gotten their depth as well, which are handy enough. So I've given them a two and a half. Again, I can't I can't figure out this team. I don't know how I feel about it. So I've, that's why I've gone so middle of the road with a whole lot of it.
1: Yeah. I'd probably give their depth a probably a one and a half, I think. When did and Newcastle stop producing talent, hey?
0: When they picked up coaches who stopped looking at it. True. True. Pretty much it. Speaking of coach, um, I'm being generous here. I'm giving this like a one and a half. I don't know. actually you know what? Fuck that. I'm giving him a one. He's done nothing yeah. for me. He's done nothing. It, the with he's a
1: one for me as well. The weird thing is that you see no progress, you see no change, you see no you don't see a plan in place that has been augmented and yeah, Do you yeah, think no. he knows how to do that? Uh, well he was supposed to be the next big thing, you mm-hmm. know, and, and it hasn't worked out. And like we said from the very beginning, he was throwing shit around that change room in his first fucking half. His first halftime speech, he's throwing stuff around and it's like, where do you go from there, dude? Yeah. You know? and, and it's it just really has looked like he has no answers. And I think that the only reason he's probably still there is because they can't afford to sack him.
0: That's pretty much it. Um, next we go to is the Cowboys. Um, so they've picked up James Tarbo <laughs> and Jack Kaczewski, and they've lost Dejan Arcee, Tom Gilbert, Conley Lemon Lemu, Hammersight Tabioi Fadau, Ben Condon, Kane Bradley, Brendan Fry and Emery Perre. Um Not a huge amount of, of player turnover there. Um, Tabioi is is a notable loss. Yeah, but I can I can understand him going because um like he should be the starting fullback, but Drinkwater to his credit was in reasonably good form last year, and so Todd Payton went. You know what? While he's in good form, we'll we'll squeeze that orange for as long as we can. And fair enough, so that's what you do. But uh, I think Tabuai Fotu is a far better player.
1: Yeah, yeah, I. But I can see where the club was like, "Look, we got to, we got to pick a direction to go in, and it's working at the moment with what we're what we're doing here." Yeah, and uh, you know, it's it's unfortunate for them. And the other thing is, they're doing this while the Dolphins have you know twelve million bucks to spend on players with no one on the books, and they've got a fullback role ready to rock and roll. You know, exactly. So
0: yeah, I, I, I it's just
1: unfortunate.
0: It is. Uh, so look at their spine. They've got Scott Drinkwater, Tom Dearden, Chad Townsend and Reese Robson. Um, I've given them a three basically based on last season's results. They just, for some reason, they worked together really well as a unit.
1: Yeah, so. I'm I'm going to give them a two and a half for a very similar reason. In Once again, in isolation, it's kind of like the Sharks. In isolation, you would give them probably a two. Two, maybe, you know. Mm. But they're solid. They do the job in the scheme of the football team and they do what they've got to do. So, yeah, two and a half.
0: All right. In the backs, Murray Tour, Valentine Holmes, Peter Hickory, Kyle Felt. I'd give them a three and a half.
1: Yeah, I would give them a three and a half too. They they really get the job done. Absolutely. Um, I wonder if this is the year that Kyle Felt looks long in the tooth. We'll see. But, yeah, they've been dangerous. and, And that's... It's something that at times, the the uh, in recent years anyway, the Cowboys' back line sometimes was a little bit erratic, and, and they seemed to get rid of that, and it was good to see.
0: Yeah, and Holmes really has started to understand the centre role.
1: Yeah, yeah. It, last year was, because we've, I well, I've been very critical of him. I know you've always been a massive fan of his, but I was really critical of him, and he's on huge money, although it's less now that the cap's gone up in terms of the percentage of the cap, so it's not as glaring as it was before. But um, you know, he, he 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 was playing really well last
0: year. You just yeah. there was no other way around that. That's right. Now into the forwards, I said before there was three packs I love. This is one of them: mm-hmm. um, Jermaine tanoa Brown, Jordan McLean, Jeremiah Nani, Luciano Lolua, Jason Tormalolo. You've got Ruben Cotter sitting on the bench as well. Um, I give him a five, man. That's just. That is a multi skilled and very powerful ball running forward pack. They're going to come at you in every different direction and keep coming at you and they won't stop.
1: Yeah. I, I, yeah. It's hard to not give them a five. Yeah. They've got, they've got so many, like even, you know, like shock troopers off the bench almost. You know, yeah. Like it's,
0: yeah, you have to give them five. And the, um, Todd Payton's even been able to get Cohen Hess being, um, you know, consistent in a role that he's got set for him. Mm. And it it seemed like that's all Hess needed was just someone to say, you know what, we know that you can do all this uh, amazing ball running stuff and score tries and shit like that. But let's be honest, that's not going to happen all the time. And you don't have Thurston here to serve you tries on a platter. Mm -hmm. So I need you to change your game. And this is what we're going to do. And he gave him a set goal and a set game plan and he stuck to it and he was very solid all year at it. And he's he's understood his role really well. And I think he's become a pretty handy bench rotation player now. Which leads to the next point, and that is depth. Um they've got rid of some of the lesser quality depth players mm-hmm. and focused more on basically the starting seventeen and about three or four other players. Um but the the depth for me is Pretty solid and reliable, so I'm, I'm giving it a three, though. Yeah, I would give it a three
1: as well. Um, it, you know, they can afford to lose players, especially in their forward pack, and, and still keep rolling along.
0: Yeah. Um, Coach Todd Payton, um, I don't know, I've got a similar feeling to him as I do with um, Craig Fitzgibbon, so I'll give him a three and a half.
1: I would give him... I'm going to give him a Four. I, I I just think from what the expectations were of the Cowboys at the start of last year to where they ended up and then you look at what he has done to change the squad just a little bit he hasn't done wholesale changes you know he's turned this team from being one where you're like oh I don't know about this Cowboys team to one where it's like well you know what they're not going to be fun to play um yeah. so I really like everything he's done so far so I'm yeah I'm giving him a four okay
0: now who have we got next? Parramatta. These are the team that's had a bit of changes during the mm-hmm. off season. Mm-hmm. So they've picked up Josh Hodgson, Jermaine Hopgood, Dryer, Mama Sia, Jack Murchie and Matt Dory, and they've lost Murata Niakore, Isaiah Papali'i, Ray Stone, Oregon Kafusi, Reed Money, Hayes Parham, Tom Opachik, David Hollis, and Solomon Noduki. <coughs> so they've had a fair bit of turnover there. Yeah, yeah. Um, their spine. Gatherson, Brown, Moses, Hodgson. I'll, uh, I'll, 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 I'll take some pressure. Right? I'm giving it a three and a half. They've, they've worked really well together. Hodgson's unknown, but the rest of them do work well together. Moses has confirmed he's stay put. I think that stability is going to work well with them.
1: It's weird because you could give them a different ratings for like Regular season and finals. <laughs> yes, you could. <laughs> and then, like, I mean, you could give if they're all fit, or if they're like what you expect. And I wouldn't be surprised if Hodgson. i still, if he pulls a hammy leading into round one or something, you know. Hmm. Um, I'm going to give them a. I'm going to give them a two and a half. They're solid, you know. They they they're solid. They they halves are this the the big. Big point, you know, their halves tend to work well together. Um Gutherson is, you know, so so as a player. Hodgson I've never really rated. I think he's
0: overrated. Um but their halves are solid. Um their backs Bailey Simonson, Will Pinacini. <laughs> had to say. Will what? Pinacini. Pinacini. No, I've yep. been a been an arsehole. Sorry, Will. Um, Wanga Blake and Micah Sevo. Uh, I've I've given them a three. It's a pretty solid uh, line running back line. Yeah, I'd probably give
1: them a three as well. You know, Sevo would like to see have a big year this year. They just re-signed him to a new contract extension today. I mm. think it was. So, um, yeah, I would I would like them to. You know, Wanga Blake worries me, and you just think of like what Nathan Cleary did to him in the finals last year with his kicks. Um, I still I still don't think he's got any one of those kicks even now, <laughs> but I would like to see them get another big Fijian on the other side of the field. Oh, quite yeah. Honestly, just a giant Fijian dude. That's what they need.
0: Bloody oath. Uh, forwards. So they're gonna Junior Paulo, Regan Campbell, Gillard, Ryan Madison, Sean Lane. Uh, Nathan Brown, probably. Um, I, I don't mind their four packets, you know, other than, you know, a few silks. Mm-hmm. They do play pretty pretty much exactly how um, their coach wants them to play, and I mean, how it got them to the grand final. So I, I give their forwards a four.
1: I'm going to give their forwards a three, because a lot of them are soft. They're so soft. <laughs> We saw their souls literally be torn from their chest last year.
0: Well, this is true. Um, depth, uh, I've given them a three here. They do have a few forwards uh, for depth.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: Um, and some, some of their players have got a bit of utility value as well, which will help them cover a few spots. Like Gutherson can play just as average in any other position as he does at fullback. Oh man! There you go. Yeah, I, mean, I saved I saved that one for you. He so you didn't have to do it.
1: That's so good. Um, <laughs> yeah, I, look, I would give them three as well. They also tend to, you know, produce a play here and there. So, um, you know, they they lost a, a lot of players, but it's the Penrith football, uh, the Parramatta Football District tends to churn out a play here and there every so often. So they'll be
0: fine. Yeah, and the coach, Brent Arthur. Um, I'm giving him a three and a half.
1: I'm going to give him a two and a half. I think that he, he's okay. Not a
0: fan of the nepotism? The <laughs> Nepotism.
1: <laughs> Imagine writing a report and you say, you know, the big problem here, it's nepotism as they're in the grand final. Yeah.
0: Like fucking Nathan Brown's a dickhead. <laughs> yeah, because... You know, well we've got to have seventeen players. Arthur's got all sir one yeah. <laughs> of you know, his sons in the game. Who's a pretty good player? Yeah, he's not a bad at all. No. Um okay, we are now moving on to Penrith. Ooh. This is a pressure on for you. So they've yeah. picked up Luke Garner, Tyrone Peachy, Zach Hosking and Jack Cogger and they've lost Happy Corusow, Charlie Steens, Isaiah Katoa, Robert Jennings, Sean Sullivan, Jermaine Hopgood, Villani Omikikow, Christian Crichton, and Kurt Falls. It's, it's pretty obvious the salary cap doesn't work. That's right, yeah. <laughs>
1: and we need to see the players' salaries. But we'll get to that at the end of this. Um,
0: <laughs> so they spine, They've got Dylan Edwards, Jerome Lua, Nathan Cleary, and it's looking like Mitch Kenny will be their starting hooker. Um, yeah. I'm giving it a five.
1: I'm going to give it. It's hard to not. It's hard to not give it a five, isn't it? Like, you know, it all works. That they've got to work out the hooker role, um, and and I think that they will.
0: I think like Kenny's a, a solid defender, and they're obviously going to be carrying Luke on the bench. Mm. He's a very good attacking player. Um, so I think that that's going to work. Yeah,
1: so I think it'll work. Almost, it'll work very, very similarly to last year and I think Apicorosau he was a very good player but I think the Apicorosau that we had last year wasn't quite the Apicorosau that we had a couple of years ago, he wasn't the same player, Um, I'm not saying he's bad or anything, I just think it's you know, he he wasn't a superstar for us or anything he did a very specific job Um, and I think that we can possibly replicate that
0: Oh Absolutely um, for the backs, Brian T O, oh, Stephen Crichton, Isaac Tago, and Sunia Taruva could be the other winger.
1: Yeah. Um, because of Taylor and May, um, having his leg torn apart by that pub team.
0: Yeah, that's right. I, um, I, I give the backs a four and a half. I'm, uh, man,
1: I'm going to give them a five. And, and I know that that's pretty over the top, but you think of Toto's making like. 200 to 300 meters every game mm-hmm. and then Crichton how many centers are better than Crichton in the game
0: very um, few
1: yeah Tego this time last year we didn't know who he was and all he did was play like a rep player the entire year yeah um, so yeah I, I, I think that you know their entire back line is it's not going to be easy to shut down I think no, I don't God, think no. the problem is the backs. I think the problem with the Panthers is the backs getting quality ball.
0: Or you know the the forwards are doing such a good job that they don't get any ball at all.
1: Yeah, yeah, just, exactly.
0: They don't need it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Speaking of the forwards, Moses Leota, James Fisher Harris, Luke Garner, Liam Martin, ICO. um this is the third pack that I love. This is number this is a 5 out of 5 for me.
1: Yeah, it's hard to not give them five. Um, They they have lost a bit of depth, but we know about, you know, their lower grades are ridiculous. When you've got someone like a, you know, you've got a Mav Carter waiting, and and you sort of thinking to yourself, okay, how will we implement him into it? Will he make it? You know, all that sort of stuff. It's a pretty good
0: position to be in. Absolutely. Speaking of depth... Um, as you said, it has taken a bit of a hit. So I, I've given it a three and a half. I think, though, that I might be going a little bit uh, – I don't know. I was going to say, I think it maybe was a bit harsh, but I think it's probably not too bad. Yeah, oh, I think we talked about this the other and night. I I think, the, uh, yeah,
1: they've, they've lost the elite depth, but I think overall depth, yes. they're still pretty good. So I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to give them a – it would be easy to say, oh, it's a five, you know, but I'm going <laughs> to give them a four. Because and I, I coach, think that. Sorry, I was I was going to say no, no, no. I think you could, if if you took one player out of that outside of Cleary, I think you could take out a player and replace them with someone who's going to get the job done pretty good, pretty well.
0: Yeah, I, that's what I was sort of to yesterday. Was um, they all seem to be trained on a very similar system, even though they're in yeah. different codes and got different coaches. Mm-hmm. The, the structures and systems that they use, especially in their defensive systems. Seem to be the same for all grades. Yeah. And so when they pick someone up and put them from New South Wales Cup and put them in the NRL side, while they may not be an NRL elite quality player, they will fall straight into the Panthers' defensive structure yeah. and won't be a liability. Yeah. And that's a good thing to have. Um, Coach Ivan Cleary, I mean, he's just won back-to-back premierships and he's not tired, so I'll give him a five. <laughs> <laughs> that's hilarious. Uh, yeah, look, it's hard to
1: hard to not give him a five. Hey, especially when you think about like he uh,
0: what he did at the Warriors, which is the best they've ever been, and then yeah. even at the Tigers, mate. The Tigers' best defensive season has been when Ivan Cleary was there. That's pretty crazy when you think about it. Yeah. So you know he he's just that's what he knows. He works. He builds up a good defensive unit, and he works everything away from that. It's Not too dissimilar to the way Wayne Bennett started his career. I think that uh,
1: what we need to see out of him this year is to work out the attack. Because it is clunky, and in, especially in the halves, and they something needs to be done there. They can't just go steady as she goes because everyone else is going to. Everyone else has spent now three years looking at what they're doing and trying to shut it down. Eventually, someone will work it out, and they need to work out their attack because it can't keep being clunky. You can't keep strangling teams to death.
0: No, that's right. Um, next is. The Dragons. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> They're punished. Okay. Um, they've picked up Jacob Little, Zayn Musgrove, Ben Murdoch, Masilla, all former Tigers players. <laughs> and Nick Louis Toso. And they've lost Daniel Alvaro, Tarek Sims, Josh Maguire, Jackson Ford, Jack Gachewski, Pawasa Farmasuli, George Burgess, and Andrew McCulloch. Yeah. It's been a real good recruitment drive. I don't know what the hell they were doing recruitment-wise. They're
1: spending $12 bucks on players.
0: Where is the money going? I look at this and I go, I don't know if the Tigers have done this poorly before as recruitment. I'm sure they must have, but this feels horrid.
1: Yeah, I agree. I agree. You think back four
0: or five years ago, and they had one of the best forward packs around. And what what have they got now? What is this? yeah, you and me were talking about them saying,
1: like, we just love watching their forward pack, and, you know, they've got, they were so well rounded, and now they've got nothing.
0: Yeah, they're a mess. Mm. Uh, spine. Tyrrell Sloan, Moses and Bai, Ben Hunt, Jacob Little. I look, I gave them a one and a half, and it's all Ben Hunt. Uh,
1: yeah, yeah, one and a half. And b- look, Ben Hunt is. Amazing. We both love Ben Hunt. I oh, oh, put him in. If you put him in any side, you could put. You could literally find a place for him in every single team in the competition, including Penrith. Like he's that good. Yeah. Um. And he's playing a fucking lone hand.
0: And yeah, he's carrying that team. Yep. Insanely. Yeah. Um. Bax. Are any of those other guys
1: first graders? Really. <laughs> oh, I don't think they are.
0: I think Little's an upgrade on McCulloch, but we're not talking by much.
1: Yeah,
0: That's only because he's younger.
2: <laughs>
0: <laughs> um, yeah, it's it's not great. Anytime your starting spine has Moses and buying it, ugh, he's got to be questions asked.
1: When your team has Moses and buying it, you've got to <laughs> ask questions. But he's st- he's fucking starting. Yeah. Fuck.
0: He's gotta be. Um Bax Matt I, Moses Sully, Zach Lomax, Mikaali Ravalawa. I I give him a two. Lomax is a handy goal kicker. Ravalawa can score tries. Sully a can be a pretty handy forward when he's, you know, not having naps in the car.
1: Yeah, McNuggets actually played pretty well for them last year, I thought. And Ravalawa, yeah. he's you know he's always a
0: handful. Lomax, he can get fucked. I'm sorry. Now you know what, I'm 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 with you on this. I had huge wraps on him when he first came along, and he looked like he could have been anything. And he was for a few seasons there. He he and Hunt were carrying the side, but he is his career. Has fucking nosedived in the last season and a half. He feels like N- Northallama, where he's
1: like, "Oh, you've seriously? You should all look at me because I'm a really good player." It's like, "No, you're fucking not." There's a reason you're there doing that, you know? Yeah. Um, I'd take I'd take McNuggets over him every single day, oh, every absolutely. fucking day. So, so I'm, I'm going to give them a. What did you give him? One
0: one and two. a half. I give them a two.
1: I, I'm giving them a I'm giving them a one and a half 'cause it's half a fucking outside back line.
0: Ah, <laughs> <laughs> uh, forwards. Blake Laurie, Aaron Woods, Jaden Seward, Jack Bird, Jack DeBellin. Uh, once,
1: once again, any time that Jack Bird is a key part of your fucking team, you got problems. I'm
0: I'm giving them a two. I'm, I'm s- giving them I'm giving them a there's no cohesion with what they're doing with anything here.
1: Yeah, it's like you don't look if you it's like they're a collection of players that play forwards, they're yeah, not like a
0: forward pack. You look at it and you go, Who's who's gonna have a combination with who here and you just go, no, it's just Ben Hunt trying to make trying to make him, you know, rainbows out of the shit sandwich he's got thrown around him. <laughs> I'm gonna give him a one. Um Like who in that forward pack worries you really? Um No uh, Jade Jaden sewer can be decent. Um that's that's pretty much it. Till Fulmino and Ben Murdoch Massilla uh, on they'll likely be on the bench. They can they can be damaging through the middle, but I think I think Murdoch Massilla um he can only be using short stints, and so I wouldn't be surprised if he comes on sort of fifteen minutes before half time and goes off ten minutes after half time that sort of thing.
1: he's such but, a super league player huh?
0: yeah, pretty much yeah pretty much uh depth I've given him a two again there's just there's a few forwards that as I mentioned on the bench there, which will i mean they're equal with the forwards that are starting mm-hmm. you know that's that's about it there's not much here
1: I'm giving them a one.
0: And then finally, we're on to the coach, uh, Anthony Griffin. I'm giving him a two.
1: Yeah, I, I'd give him – I'm giving him a two, which is a knockdown from what I would normally give him because I think he's – you know, I think he's he'd be the sort of dude that would defend the players that don't deserve to be defended. Oh. And it, it's, his, it's ruining his career coaching there.
0: It, it's exactly what he has done, though. Yeah. He needs to come out and and be hard on these players, and he just refuses to. Yeah. Uh, next is Souths. The Souths have had the least amount of player turnover this year. Mm-hmm. So they've picked up absolutely no one, mm-hmm. and they've lost Mike Nichols, Cody Nicarima, Jackson Paulo, Josh or and Richie Kenner. There's so, a couple of players in there that, you know, they did rely on. Yeah, Nichols is a big loss there. Yeah, definitely. Um, so their spine is looking like it's going to be Latrell Mitchell, Cody Walker, Lachlan Elias, and Damian Cook. Uh, give them uh, I'd give him a four.
1: I'd give him a four and a half.
0: Yeah, Latrell's looking fit. Yeah, he scares me. Yeah. He scares me. Um, the backs, Alex Johnson, Campbell Graham, Isaiah Tass, and Isaac Thompson. Um, I'd give him a three and a half.
1: Yeah, I think three and a half is is a solid score for them. You know, they get the job done, um, and they they always capitalise on what the halves have done too. Like, you you don't watch them and think to yourself, "Well, uh, the the outside backs really ruined that." You know, they yeah. they get the job done.
0: Plus the Cody Walker, Campbell Graham, Alex Johnson, Latron Mitchell combination out there has mm. given Johnson so many tries. Yeah, it's and crazy. Let's be honest. This is this is our first big opportunity to see someone go close to breaking Ken Irvine's try scoring record. It won't be this year, but he's he's on track to beat it in his career.
1: Yeah. Which is uh, insane.
0: Yeah. Ridiculous. Uh forwards, Tavita Totola, Hame Saleh, Giant Arrow, Keon Kalamatungi, Cameron Murray. I don't mind their forward pack, to be honest. I was a bit worried about it last year, but they, they kept turning up and they kept delivering for their backs. So I'm, yeah. I'm going to give them a four, and it's largely unchanged except for Nichols.
1: I I was like you. I, I really thought that was their weakness, but by the finals, they were actually pretty formidable. Um, I'm going to give them a three and a half.
0: I think the thing that helped them too, and we're about to get it is the depth, because you've got someone like uh, Saliva Haveli who... Man, he's an absolute wrecking ball as a ball runner, mm-hmm. but he's also got the skill to play at hooker as well. Mm-hmm. Unbelievable. Um, but they do have some some pretty handy depth players um, as well. I'm giving him a, a solid sort of three there for depth.
1: Yeah, I'll give him a two and a half for depth, I think,
0: which is good. Yeah. And Coach Jason Dimitro, uh, still pretty on his career, but I'm giving him a three and a half because I mean he's done nothing wrong so far.
1: Yeah, I would give him I think I would give him a a two and a half. Not sold on him yet? Yeah, I'm not sold on him yet. There were there were points last year where I was a little bit worried about how things were going. He managed to turn them around. And I, I think I need to see them take a step. That's
0: fair. Uh next, we're into our last three teams. Wow. Uh, the Roosters, so they've picked up Brandon Smith, Jackson Paula, Jake Turpin, and Corey Allen, and they've lost Freddie Lussick, Ronald Volkman, Daniel Saluka, Fafita, Lachlan Lamb, CSUO Tokuyaho, Adam Kieran, Neve- Kevin Naguama, and Sam Verrells. It's weird
1: because um, it, like, all the journos have been focusing on the salary cap with the Roosters um, this week, and it's like you look at who they've lost this just this last off season. Who they picked up, which is really just Brendan Smith. Mm. I, I don't understand what it's all about. Like, what the fuck are they talking about?
0: They've turned what was a long-running joke about the, you know, Stulley Sombrero thing. Mm. And they've gone, maybe there's something in this. Mm. But so they've just picked on the Roosters because they're the obvious easy target. It's low-hanging fruit. Mm-hmm. That's all it is. Um, and, yeah. Some of the prices they made up. I mean, as we discussed on the last episode, you know, 600 grand a year for fucking Matt Lodge. I mean, come off it. It's ridiculous. Um, Anyway, their spine is James Tedesco, Luke Kiery, Sam Walker, Brandon Smith. I mean, I'd give it a four and a half. I'm going to give it a – I'm going to give it a – this
1: is a tough one. I'm going to give it a three. uh, No, I'm going to give it a four. It just makes a fall for me. It's a pretty solid spine. The thing that gets me is, is Keery going to finish the season? Is Walker going to be able to get through the season? That's the problem for me. I also worry about, you know, Brandon Smith. The storm didn't make him an 80-minute, he's our be-all and end-all hooker. Now, I think a lot of that had to do with Probably the mindset that he has towards the game I, and the fact that they had a very good player there that yeah. was
0: like ticked every single box I think that's what more, more of what it was, is the fact that they needed to make sure that Harry Grant was getting game time because he is an 80 minute hooker
1: yeah, I just, I don't know, I just think that um, you know, is he going to be can you play Brandon Smith 80 minutes every single week we'll find out
0: um, okay. Backs. Daniel Tupo, Paul Momorowski, Joseph Manu, Joseph Suali. I'm giving them a four. I, I will give
1: them a... I'd probably give them a... Man. It's a tough one. i give him a
0: a four, yeah. Yeah, a four. Tupo does have a very good leap on him. Yeah. Um. And as does Suali. I mean, he's... His game come along a long way in a very short period of time in the back half of the last season. I went from being one of his knockers to being a fan of him. Um, I, I'm not afraid say, to admit it. sorry,
1: I, I was going to say, I'm going to get I, because he's off contract at the end of next year, I believe. Mm-hmm. I think this will be his last year at the Roosters. Oh, off to the Panthers. One hundred percent Panther or nah? Um, he's from Penrith. Hey? Um, I. I just think that he's he showed what he can do at the World Cup as a fullback. I think he, he's, that's his future, is as a fullback. Um, he could be a rep centre if he wanted to, but the fullback money is so much more. And I just think that he's this, is, this year he's going to be like... And Manu had the potential to do this too. And Manu sort of said, look, I'm pretty happy here.
0: I wonder um, if I Manu just, was told that you know you're younger than Tedesco, you're going to take over the fullback gig when he goes, and so he's first in line. And I think that's probably what made him stay.
1: And I, I guess the other thing is too, they probably said, look, look at Roger Tuivasa-Sheck. He went, he, he was our fullback. He went, got the money, and then what happened? He toiled away behind a terrible Warriors team. You know. Yeah. Do you really want to leave good situation? And that's a, it's a good point. Yeah. But I, I think with Suwali, it's going to be, you know, why wouldn't you throw big money at him if you were the Dolphins? You know, why wouldn't you throw big money at him if you were – the Titans might – you know, if they can get from under Fafita's contract and they've got a million, million and a bit to spend. And I know they've got two other fullbacks already there, but you could have Suwali as your fullback. Like – I just, I, that, it's just a feeling I've got. And I could be completely wrong.
0: I think, given how young he is, he just needs someone to get in an his ear and say, you don't need to take the million dollars just now because there are bigger contracts coming. Just fine tune your game, hone it a bit more, will ease you into the fullback role. And if they can get him to be patient, they can get him to stay and they'll be able to look after him. But, uh, yeah, as you said, there's going to be huge money thrown at him pretty soon.
1: What if the Storm have a rough season with Pappenhausen and they're like, this ain't working, and they say, what we could get Joseph Sawali?
0: They will probably have the money to do it too, given that they've, mm-hmm. not, they've lost a huge amount in the salary cap. Mm-hmm. Sorry, in, you know, in players taking up space in the salary cap and they haven't really replaced him. So they would probably very go close to having the money to offer him a huge deal
1: Yeah. and oh, on fullback money. We know the Dolphins will have the money. Um, you know, Penrith losing Crichton, they haven't replaced him with somebody that's on a, a centre's money.
0: Well, they haven't really replaced Kikau either, to be honest, as, as far as, you know, like for like income.
1: Yeah, yeah. Uh and I'm not saying he's going to Penrith. It's just there's what I'm saying is there are teams out there that do have the money and the salary cap did go up and it's just going to be interesting because teams will make him offers like that that his his manager is going to know that there are five or six teams that are ready to put down a million bucks on this young kid. Yeah. And you know, they'll be say somebody's going to say, "Do you want to play wing for the Roosters?" Or do you want to be the fullback for this team, this team, this team, or this team? <laughs> exactly Mucks. right. It's, a, it's going to be hard for him to turn that down. Yeah. And that's not even counting Rugby Union who will – they don't have, you know, two fucking nickels to rub together, but they'll loan the money to do
0: it. Yeah, credit card's good. Yeah. <laughs> you take plastic. Yeah. <laughs> um. In their forwards, they've got Maria Hargraves, Lindsay Collins, Angus Crichton, or he could be out for a big chunk of the year. Yeah, my
1: look, there was talk that they would look to try and get a salary Cap cap exemption for him, which says to me that maybe he won't come back to the Roosters. Um, I wouldn't be shocked if he ended up going to rugby union, to be honest with you. I don't know anything about his personal situation at all. I just know that he's he's taken a, a personal break from the Roosters to, to get himself together. Mm. Um, hopefully he's all right, but um, the fact that they looked into the salary cap uh, dispensation for his absence means that he would have to be there, not be there for the entire season, which to me says they think this will be a long-term thing.
0: Yeah. I think you can still get the dispensation if it's for half the season as well. So they might be just saying, you know what, come back after Origin. Yeah. Way, you know, like, you're not going to get picked for Origin. Don't yeah. even worry about it. Just take take that time off.
1: Uh, yeah, it, it's a it's sad. Hey, huh? it's sad when you it think is. about a, a dude that's on big money to play footy and stuff, but he's still needed. And he he's, must have waited the entire off season because it was pretty late in, in the season preparation that it, it come out. But
0: yeah, and it must be know. something pretty major too because yeah, you know he's not the. He's never come across as the sort of person that's selfish or, you know, does stupid shit. He's always come across as pretty much a team player sort of thing. Yeah. Um. So it must be something pretty major. Um yeah. So hopefully it's nothing too bad and he's he gets himself right. Um. Yeah. If, if he's not in there, they will probably bring in Matt Lodge into the lineup. They've also got Nat Butcher, Egan Butcher, um, and obviously Victor Radley as well. They've got some. They've got a pretty good forward pack. I'm, I'm giving it a four.
1: I'm giving their forward pack a three. I think some of the players along in the tooth, I think Victor Radley can't rely on. Um, the loss of Crichton is a loss. Oh, it's big. Yeah. So I, I'm giving them a three. Now
0: um, yeah, for the depth, they do have decent enough forward depth. Yep. Um, they'll probably carry Connell Watson on the bench and he can cover most positions. He's, he's kind of like the Rooster's um, Rooster's version of Clint Gutherson, really. <laughs> Why would you say that about him? That's horrible. Except, except he can tackle. <laughs> um, so I I'd give him a three for depth. They've always been pretty handy with backup players.
1: Yeah, I, I think three for depth is is reasonable. Yeah, same here.
0: And for the coach and Robertson, look, I I'd give him a five.
1: I give him a four. I think he's a bit overrated. But he's still a good coach. But I I don't think he's this master fucking coach or anything.
0: All right, on to the uh, the two easiest ones. The Warriors. Ugh. (laughs) Talk about churn. All right. They've picked up Murata Neokore, Luke Metcalf, Dylan Walker, Mitch Barnett, Charles Chastical Glockstad, Tamero Martin, Jackson Ford and Braden Williami. And they've lost Matt Lodge, Jesse Arthurs, Ewan Aiken, Reece Walsh, Ellie Katoa, Aaron Penney, Jack Murchie, Ben murdoch Massilla, Dejan Arce, Shanel Harris-Tavita, Dunamis-Louis, Ilyasa Ratuva, Pride Patterson-Rabadi, and Ash Taylor.
1: Well, they did need a new team, to be fair. They did. They've had
0: a huge clean-out. Um, yeah. yeah. That's a, that, that, <laughs> You know what that's like.
1: This it's terrible we know how messed around they were with COVID this time last year they were pre-season training in Australia you know yeah. what they've just done is had a post-COVID shit <laughs> <laughs> that's yeah. what they've done and they needed that post-COVID shit and they got that out the way now
0: yep it's out of the system yep we can move on um so their spine is looking like it's going to be Charles Nickel, Clockstad, Dylan Walker, Sean Johnson, Wade Egan. Uh, I've given it a two. Uh, I'm going to uh, I'll be honest it. too. It's a high two.
1: Yeah, I'm. I, I'm thinking one and a half. So hey, I'm,
0: I'm looking at it going. Do I rate this spine higher or equal to the Dragon Spine? Because I gave the dragon spine a one and a half. What did I going. give the
1: dragon spine?
0: You gave the dragon spine one and a half.
1: They have more. They have more experience than the dragon spine. I think.
0: Yeah, and Charles Nichol Klocksted is a better fullback than Tyrrell Sloan. Yep, yeah,
1: and look, Dylan Walker. he, he exists. <laughs> is he better than Moses them? <laughs> Yes, yeah. Let's be fair, he is. He is. <laughs> yeah. A- 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 um, Sean, the thing is Sean Johnson is it's over. Oh, he's done. It's finished.
0: He had a chance against some some minnow you nations in the World Cup to do something and did he play in the World Cup? No, no. No, he didn't even get picked, that's all right. But I just watch.
1: remember last year watching him in so many games and being like, This is over. Like what are we doing here?
0: Yeah. So where do you rate them? Are you, are you going to rate them equal with the dragons or half a point above? or?
1: I'm going to stick with my one and a half because with the dragons, it's Ben Hunt and no one. That's right. And I know these guys aren't great, but there's first grade. They've got a lot of first grade experience between them. They've seen a lot of things. You don't want to go out ordering pizza with some of them, but... <laughs>
0: <laughs> well... You know, having PlayStation battles with them. Yeah,
1: yeah, you don't yeah. want to turn off the PlayStation. No, don't
0: do that. No,
1: but, yeah, it's it's not good.
0: No. um, Their backs, Marcelo Montoya, Viliami Viola, Rocco Berry, Dallin Matini, Zelezniak. I'm Give giving them a two. That's a rough one.
1: I'm giving them a Oh man, I think I'm giving them a super generous one and a half. Super, I'm being super generous. I'm, I'm, I'm getting visions of Dylan Watini Zalesniak tearing it up for New Zealand at fullback, and uh, that's just clouding my judgment. Yeah, for my one and a half.
0: Likewise. Well, uh, forwards: Adam Fanil Blake Bunty, Fowler, Tohu Harris, Mitch Barnett. I'm giving him two and a half, and nearly. All of those points are because of Tohu Harris. Yeah, he's a he's
1: one of those real professional players, huh? He just oh, yeah, does man. it everywhere. I I'm gonna give them um i I'm, I'm gonna give them two and it's
0: a super generous two. Uh depth. Uh, I don't know, I think the squad is made up of depth players, so I'm giving them a two and a half. <laughs> 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 Let's
2: be honest.
1: Tell you what, they've, they've got a lot of good lower grade players in their entire side. <laughs> yes. um, uh, depth. I, I'm going to give them a. Uh, going to give them a one and a half. They, they need to do this. It's
0: not going to be pretty,
1: but they need to do this.
0: That's right. Know. Yeah. Our uh, coach Andrew Webster. We've not really seen much of him, so I'm, I'm just going to give him a two and a half.
1: Yeah, I I'll give him a, a starting point of two. That's
0: fair. Actually, no, I should make it two because I, I gave—I um, oh no, know—I gave two and a half to uh, Cameron Serrado as well. I'll stick with that. Mm-hmm. Why can't this team start with the letter A so I can get out of my way early? <laughs>
2: <laughs> Why does this come up
0: near the end? Yeah, it feels like a fitting finale, though. I know it? it's funny, horrible West Tigers. All right, so they've picked up Isaiah Papali, Appy now, Charlie Staines, John Bateman, Tristan Riley, Will Smith, David Clemmer, Brandon Wakeham, David Nofaluma returns from loan. They've lost Luciano Lalua, Luke Garner, Tyron Peachy, Kilma Tuolongi, Jacob Little, Zay Musgrove, Jock Madden, Oliver Gildart, Jackson Hastings, William Kai, and James Roberts. That's a lot of turnover. A lot of turnover, yeah. Um, but there's a lot of turnover that need to happen. Yes. They they did actually finally pull their finger out and get rid of a lot of players that they needed to. Yes. But they also lost Lalua, Garner, and Tuolungy, who they did not need to lose. And they probably should have hung on to Hastings as well, to be honest.
1: Yeah, it's weird. It's like they they might be their four best performers from last year, huh? Hey? Yeah. It's crazy.
0: Especially Ghana. Garner. Garner and Hastings and Tuolungy, um, just set the world on fire at the Tigers. He looked absolutely fucking mean dollars there. We're looking at going, oh, we finally found a good four. Oh, he's gone to Manly. <laughs> Fuck. <laughs> um, so their spiners look like it's going to be Dane Laurie, Adam Dewey, Luke Brooks, and Appy Caruso. Um Now, I will be biased. So I'm going to give it a three, and it's mostly because of Corasau and Laurie. Um, actually, and Dewey as well. I'd probably give it a 3.5 if they had a proper halfback, but Luke Brooks actually takes half a point off him. I'm going to give I've, them I've a de- je- I've sorry. defended him. Okay. I've defended him for quite a while in his skill set.
1: No more. Well, you're not, yeah, well, you, look, you're not allowed to say anything bad about Luke Brooks.
0: No, it's bullying. Yeah. So I'm just not going to say anything nice about him.
1: Um, I'm <laughs> going to give them a super generous two, and it's more along the lines of Coruscant, We'll see if Dane Laurie can take another step forward in his career. He needs to. Mm. Um, and like Dewey is, I don't know that he's a first grader to be honest. And and Brooks, I I've been out on Brooks for a very long
0: time now, so. Yeah. Um, Backs Nofaluma, Keperowa, Stafford Toa, Kemamalo. I give him a two.
1: I'm gonna give them a fuck.
0: That's bad. <laughs> hey, they've, with kepoa and Tua and Towa, they've got two strong ball running players who are also defensively reliable. Um, That's something more than what they had before, which was Roberts, who was just, who knows what he was doing and fucking Gildart. True. True. Um, but still, too, because, you know, North Fulim is there. And now Milo's about as fast as me. Well,
1: the thing, I feel like North Fuluma, instead of all of the things you'd hope for, where it's like I learned a lot of things at the Storm, I learned, you know, professionalism, how to be, you know, how to prepare stuff, I feel like he would turn up and be like, hey, I used to play for the Storm, hey? You see me playing for the Storm? I've played finals football, hey? And I feel like that's the way it would go. I'm going one
0: and a half. Righty, Forwards. This is where they've done most of their work. So they've got Klemmer, Utica Papalii, Bateman, and Twal. I'm giving them a three and a half. I know I'm being biased and generous, but they've actually got some decent uh, workers in the middle. They've got some decent attacking players on the edge. Uh... When I say decent, I mean you know, they belong in the NRL. That that's decent enough for me. So that's pretty much what that's based on. Which means I'm putting them in the same category as say, the Bulldogs forward pack. <laughs> I, I'm gonna actually. I, yeah, think I just saw a few of my other scores. So I'm gonna have to change it to three. It's too high. Okay. Give them a three. <laughs> I,
1: I'm giving them a. I'm giving them a generous two. I there's there's. I think Clemmer. If as soon as David Clemmer looks like he could be fucking bothered to play football while he's out there playing football, then I'll start rating him again, right? Yeah. And B- Bateman, I like. If the clock is already ticking on that. Yeah. You know, Papa he is a great, great signing. I've. Fucking love him
0: as a player. I, and look, Yutik who actually was playing most of last year injured. He's now injury-free, and when he was playing injury-free, he was making massive metres through the middle. Mm-hmm. Um, hence why he got caught up as the 18th man for New South Wales two years ago. Mm-hmm. Um, if he can go back to that form again, that would be bloody brilliant. Um, depth. I've given him a two-and-a-half, because I've got, you know, Sean is a very good second and He's now finally over the injuries that he's had. Um offer hand a good um, you know, prop lock. Um so, you know, they've got they've got some decent forward depth, but not a huge amount They haven't gone too stupid on it. And you've got like Naden and Staines as well who can play first grade footy at some yeah. level. Um Brennan Wakeham as a half back who's played for the Bulldogs. Um so it's and Will Smith as well, he's probably going to be on a minimum contract. He's played for the Titans for a few years. Yeah, the old they've got, they've, they've got some, Yeah. Getting jiggy with it. Yeah. <clears throat> they've got some um some NRL quality depth for a change too, so I've given him a two and a half.
1: Yeah, I'd I'd
0: give him a two. I'd give him a two, yeah. And finally, coach. Man. Tim Sheens. I've I've been unsure about this one. On one, to go to one first. on one hand I want On one hand Okay. Yeah, okay. let me go first. You go first. I'm <clears> gonna <throat> give him a two. Which is exactly the score I gave him. Okay. <laughs> okay, that's good. That's good. Right, like, well I, we
1: are. I don't have any
0: um faith in him. No, neither do I. Mm. Not at all. All right. Let's have a look at how your team lined up.
2: Okay. now. So your,
0: I, your, your ladder. Okay. Now,
1: I did a ladder myself yep. before this, and I really thought really carefully about it. So it's going to be interesting to see if what my ratings are line up with my ladder.
0: Yes. So let's have a look here. We'll just do a quick little click-click uh, here. Sorry, wrong one. There we go. So you've got Penrith first, Mm -hmm. clearly first. Oh, really? Yes. Oh, wow. And then the next four, okay, I've not got them in a a set order, so these can move around because they're all on the same points. Yeah. Roosters, Sharks, Melbourne, Cowboys. Wow. Okay,
1: so my top four that I selected just by myself was Penrith, uh, North Queensland, Rabidos and Cronulla, the Cronulla Sharks. So the Roosters moved up into that. And I guess the who the Rabidos fell out?
0: Yes. Okay. South though are sitting just outside. They're only half a point behind those four teams.
1: Okay. That look and that's fair enough because I think I feel as though the top six or seven could be pretty close. I think Penrith will win pretty I think that they'll win the minor premiership, right? Yeah. But I think that the Second to like seventh is going to be really close and could be a real shuffle.
0: You've got first Penrith being pretty clear ahead, and then the next five teams being almost perfectly even. Really? That's interesting. Mm. Okay. Then you've got a bit of a gap. Yep. And then you've got Parramatta. Okay. Seventh. Yep. And Canberra at eighth. Wow. Okay. Then you've got Brisbane at ninth. Yep. Then Dolphins. Wow! Yeah. Manly. Yeah. Titans. Okay. Yep. Yeah. Bulldogs. Yep. Tigers, Knights, Warriors, and Dragons are equal last. So, sorry, Warriors and Dragons are equal last.
1: Warriors and Dragons are last. Okay. So my my seventeen. Yep. All right. That I did before this. Yep. Penrith minor premiers followed yep. by North Queensland, the Rabbitohs. And then the sharks, just behind them, Parramatta Eels and Roosters. Then I had Melbourne in seventh, and Canberra just making the eight. Okay.
0: Yep. That, well, that's Canberra just making those. What you've got here as well, because they're only mm. half a point ahead of Brisbane.
1: Okay. Yet yeah, then I had Brisbane ninth. Yep. I had the Bulldogs in tenth, Gold Coast in eleventh, Manly in twelfth, the West Tigers in thirteenth, the New Zealand Warriors fourteenth. Dolphins 15th, Knights 16th, and Dragons 17th.
0: There you go. So it lined up pretty pretty good, hey? It, it really has. Now we'll have a look at my one. Okay. So I had Penrith 1st, uh, Cronulla 2nd, Roosters 3rd, Melbourne and South 4th and 5th on the same points, mm-hmm. Cowboys at 6th. Parramatta at 7, Canberra at 8, and they've just snuck in ahead of Manly mm-hmm. by half a point. Brisbane at 10, Dolphins 11, Bulldogs 12, Titans and the Tigers equal 13. Mm-hmm. Um, the Knights and the Warriors equal second last, and the Dragons last by half a point.
1: Whereabouts so got, did you have the Dolphins again?
0: Uh, 11th. So
1: we, between you and me, doing the ratings, and then me doing the ladder itself, we basically have a very similar thought of around where teams are going to finish within a place or two.
0: Yes. Mm, That's interesting. So, should we do our combined one? Yeah, yeah.
1: Show show me what that says.
0: Okay. Penrith, first, comfortably. Mm -hmm. Then second is the Roosters, and they're half a point ahead of the Sharks. They're one point ahead of Melbourne. They're one point ahead of the Cowboys. They're half a point ahead of South, who are five points clear of Parramatta, who are three points clear of Canberra and Brisbane, who are both equal eighth.
1: I think that that's fair too. That Mm. was a difficult one, I felt. And I went with Canberra just because um, making the eight
0: over Brisbane kind of similar to last year, to be honest with you. Yeah, that's right. That's kind of where I was feeling too. Um, The Dolphins are 10th. Um, Manly at eleventh, the Bulldogs twelfth, the Titans and the Tigers equal thirteenth, uh, the Warriors at fifteen, the Knights at sixteen, and the Dragons at seventeen.
1: Wow, that's really interesting. I yeah. I'm sh- I'm shocked at how well it lines up.
0: Yeah, it's amazing when you um. Like when you start going through it all and you, you just use a little bit of a, a rating system like that and you go, is that how I really think about it? Because mm. then you probably look at it and if you had time, more time to yourself, you probably go, yeah, you know what, I want to add some bias to it somewhere. Where can I change a few things to make it do what I really want it to say? But you end up probably falling back to what this is saying anyway. Yeah, true.
1: I, I guess the only one there that surprised me a little bit is I felt that North Queensland overall for both of our combined ones would be higher up yeah um, and i'm surprised the roosters were that high
0: yeah the other one for me too is the dolphins were quite a lot higher than i thought they yeah. would be for a lot of yeah. people saying that they were going to be wooden spooners um i think that's nonsense but the th- yeah i don't
1: think they will be wooden spooners but i think that that's it sums up the dolphins uh sorry the uh, sorry i'm thinking about the gold coast titans uh, just the titans in terms of um because they were higher up than I thought. And it, it makes sense when you you'll sort of rate their components of their team, but as an overall team, they suck.
0: Yeah. You know? Um, the crazy thing is of the total points here, so Penrith ended up being on the top with 50.5 points mm-hmm. all up for both of us. Mm-hmm. The Dragons were last with 20. <sighs> all right. Canberra and Brisbane sitting at equal eighth had 31.5. So there's – 18 and a half, Oh, sorry, 19 points clear between 1st and 8th. And there's 10 points between 8th and 16th. Yeah,
1: that's
0: interesting. So the bottom nine teams, really close.
1: The, and I the, I feel the, like that's what it's going to be like this year. I feel like the... As I said, the top seven or so are going to be, like... Almost can, anyone can beat anyone on any day. Yeah. And then from, say, 8th down to maybe, I don't know, 12th. it It's going to be a little bit more of a gap between them, but they're still going to be able to beat one another. And then, and then you could even go from, say, the bottom, you know, nine teams. And, and uh, although I think that the Dragons, and think, when I think about it, the Warriors, I think that they're both well away from everyone else. I think that they're both pretty bad.
0: Yeah, the Knights too have got a fair bit of work to do. Yeah, the Tigers look to be eh, probably not too bad for them, given they're coming off a spoon to be probably sitting around thirteenth. Yeah, be too bad. Um, yeah, it's it's turned out to be quite intriguing, to be honest. I was quite interested how that turned out.
1: Yeah, the only things I could see really mixing it up. Is the Seabold factor at the Manly Seagulls, where I could see that just turning into an absolute fucking mess? Um, but I still think that the dragons are a lock for the wooden spoon. I can't see how that gets salvaged.
0: Yeah, it's a bit of a mess, isn't it? Yeah. It's hard for me looking at the Knights team. I can't, I just can't place them. I don't know what it is, but I just look at them and go, I like, watching them play footy last year, and I just thought, There's, they've got nothing. Mm. Like, they're just throwing the same thing at teams every single game, and it's very unimaginative. It's it's frustrating a different. Like, watching the Tigers, they would throw different things at you, but they were so poor at executing it that it never worked. Mm. But it was – they would throw different stuff at you. And that it looked – more threatening than what the Knights were offered. What let the Tigers down is execution was fucking dire. And they I, I, couldn't turn any of that good play into points. They just yeah. couldn't. And that's, what's, that's what fucked them over. But the Knights just look like they're going through the motions. I think the other thing is too, the Knights,
1: and they've done this for a long time, they value, they first of all, they overvalue what they have tremendously. And if it's a if it's somebody that they like personally, they just think they're tremendous, like they just and I I think that you know, the Saifidi brothers are a really good example of that, where they'll Mm. be like, oh, we got the Saifidi brothers and most of the rest of the league is like yeah, who gives a shit, like they're they're so so forwards, you know um, I but you know, they're going back
0: to their working class roots this year (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> Again Yeah We got a bunch of blokes who come from what Well it can't be the mines I shut the mines down Maybe from the local Telstra shop <laughs> <laughs> A few from the handy Penny drive through The sooner they get out of this
1: fucking Dumb as fuck mindset That they're this Like pub team That are just playing in the big leagues The better Because yeah. it has killed that club and if, their fans is. turn ups every fucking week. Like their That's, fans deserve so much better.
0: They they have, for me, undoubtedly the best fans. Yeah, I've been to, I've been to so many nights games when I lived up there, and they are so committed, and deserving of so much better up there. Mm-hmm. I it's the one thing that you know I don't mind sitting there hanging shit on clubs. But I'm always a bit hesitant with the Knights because their fans are generally good good fans. They support their team like no one else. And they're committed and they're loyal and they keep turning up. And, you know, it kind of sucks that they they get this shit dished up to them because they do deserve better. Yeah. There's so many games where
1: you would tune in. And you'd be like, oh, god, it's this fucking team, you know. And you'd turn on the TV and the, the stands are fucking almost full. And it's yeah. like, this is insane. Like, with something going on, is there – are they having some special day or something? It's like they just turn up, mm. you know. They just – they had a half-decent football team. They'd be selling out every week. But they haven't had a half-decent football
0: team for fucking – it's going on nearly 20 years. It's been a while. Yeah. Um. But yeah, that's that's our big big season preview.
1: Now, I've got two more questions to ask you mm-hmm. from the season preview. Who do you think will get the Dalian? Uh, yeah, good question. Um
0: thinking, thinking, thinking. Uh Oh man! I, 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 I tell you who I picked.
1: I picked Dylan Edwards. Dylan Edwards, and it was because the the media loves him, and he's going to play most of their games, and he won't disappear for Origin. And I just think that there's a they're going to win a lot of games, and I just think it's that co- kind of combination of things that'll come together where he'll end up with a lot of points.
0: Okay, I'm going to say Latrell Mitchell. Okay, that's interesting. I, I think he is due a massive season like we've never seen before. Like We're talking an, an English quality season at his best. I think that's what we're going to get from Latrell this year. That would be so fucking cool, hey. i
1: would be fucking immense. Just He's just a destroyer of worlds. He's one of yeah. like, how many players could you say? Like him, Tal Malolo. Possibly kick out if he went up another level.
0: Yeah, there's very few. He's just, and like watching him last year when he came back from injury and suspension, stuff like that, that back half that season, and he was just having a practice run and destroying teams. He Mm. wasn't even trying. Mm. It's like, this is a fucking practice run for him, and he's killing it. Yeah. Uh, I I don't know if I want to see trying hard. I don't know if my if my eyes are ready for that. <laughs> oh, fuck, this guy's insane. Uh, um, it, makes, it makes me miss Greg Inglis. Hey, mm.
1: I I loved watching Greg Inglis play. When when Greg Inglis was like, when there were those games where it was like, there's nothing anybody else can do because Greg Inglis is just he's winning it.
0: Yeah, he's just doing Greg Inglis things. Yeah. <laughs> That's yeah, crazy. Latrell's in that area. I think he's, he's due a huge year.
1: Now, who do you think will be the best signing? Because I think it'll be Papali for the West Tigers. I think that he's going to be a real standout.
0: Um, yeah. I don't know. I think Hastings is going to be a pretty good one for the Knights. Yep. He was. I think they've, one. think they've lost a lot of direction in, the, in their playmaking. So he's going to be a big signing for them. Um, Tarek Sims from Melbourne, mm-hmm. I reckon he could be immense there.
1: I also wouldn't be shocked if we kind of got to mid-season and it was like, wow, Luke Garner's been like used really well by the Panthers, you know?
0: Yeah, I mean, that wouldn't surprise me either. Not yeah. one bit.
1: Whether it um, was they move him into the centers or they, they keep him as like a wide running back row almost and try and get him doing a little like he's not going to be kick out, but doing some of the sort of things that kick out used to do. Um, I, I could see that happening as well.
0: Yeah. But you know, I think I'll, I'll rest my hat on a rookie. Mm-hmm. I think Isaiah Katoa. Oh, that's a good one. Big raps on him. Yeah. Love what he did in the, in the World Cup, and I think he's um if he can handle that stage, then pissy old NRL club games, <laughs> he will nail it. He's got that shit covered, man. And for Wayne Bennett to give him the you know starting half gig in the in their debut game, mm-hmm. yeah, he's done some good shit. Yes, but and like
1: I mean, he, Bennett brought Milford in; he was one of his guys, mm. and and to and to. Drop Milford for him. That, that's that's big. That's yeah. a big sign
0: for a teenager from Penrith.
1: Yeah, that's um, pretty much what it is. Now, who do you think will be the semi finalists this year? Because I think that that's the. I, it, it's pretty clear we both feel like Penrith will probably be the minor
0: premiers. So we're talking final four. It's final four. Yeah, Penrith, Cronulla, Cowboys, South.
1: That's who I pick as well.
0: Yeah.
1: And I think that, okay, now who do you think would, who do you think will be the grand finalists? Penrith South. Oh man, that's a good one. I, I'm going to go Penrith North Queensland. And, mm. and I could very easily go South, but I don't know. I just have a, a little bit of a feeling about North Queensland.
0: Yeah. It, I don't know. I'm, I'm going solely off the back of my... Latrell's going to be fucking epic.
1: Yep. I I um, have a feeling with the North Queensland pack, there's going to be games where it's just uh, horrifying to see what they're doing. And I think Luciano Leilua is going to be the difference between them having a good season and possibly winning a premiership. Because he's got... he If he's solid, that'll be great. But if he does all of the solid stuff and he's doing the special stuff he can do, that adds such a wrinkle to their attack that it's just like, what, how the fuck do you stop it?
0: Yeah, absolutely. No, that's, that's fair too.
1: Then, that is fair. I guess the last question is, who do you think will be
0: premiers? It's hard to go against Penrith. Yeah. If they do do it, they'll be the first team since... Parramatta in 80 to 82. I think to do three straight. Yeah. It would... Uh... If it'll also be the first time since that Parramatta side as well to do four grand finals in a row, I think. Yeah. Not too many teams have done that, because I think prior to that it would be oh, the Dragons. We... Melbourne? Did they?
1: In the. The mid naught the like the mid to late noughties going into the oh, these
0: the pretend ones. Ah, oh, we? <laughs> 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 they don't count.
1: That's fair. That's fair. They, they don't count. Um, I think that the the if Penrith do manage to win it, I think that the underrated thing will be that they are, uh, that their youth was the. Determining factor because a team that normally would be in this position would be much older, and the grind would have got them more than it will have for the Panthers, um, just because they're a younger team, a younger outfit. But it would be, it would be insane. It would be absolutely insane.
0: Oh, yeah, absolutely.
1: And it's it's just
0: hard to, it's really hard to tip against them. I. Eh? And then. After they've won that title, they can go over to St. Helens and beat them on their home ground and make the world right again.
1: Now, I asked this to mm. Johnny when we had the podcast, right? Mm. If they went over to St. Helens and and beat them, if they beat them by one point, then it's kind of, I don't know, it's like meh, right? <laughs> if they went over to St. Helens and thrashed them, does that make up for what they did? Because I'm filthy
0: about them losing. Uh, yeah, I don't know. I think in a game like that, a win's a win. doesn't matter by how much. So I think yeah. it just makes them one all. Okay. Because I think, yeah, I, I think a St. Helens win in Australia is pretty fucking big.
1: Yeah, I agree. Yeah, that's but. the thing. That's why I, I wonder if... Penrith would need to go over there and put a big score on them to be like, we went over there and stomped them, you know, in reply. But then again, I I don't know that that makes up for it. Do they have to go over there and beat them twice, which would mean they'd have to win four in a row, which would be fucking outrageous. I think, I don't think you can ever make up for a loss. Do you reckon so, but here's the thing. Because I think you can when it comes to grand say so say you lose the grand final one year and then you beat the same team the next year. I think that that can make up
0: for it, but you don't believe so. Nah.
1: Okay, that's fair enough.
0: A loss is a loss still hurts. I don't. I don't think a, a win after that makes up for the loss. Okay. Because nah.
1: I can tell you for ninety one. That we beat the Raiders, it, it it felt like okay we beat those guys finally. That's good, we've done that. And yeah. then we we beat the Roosters, but didn't have to play them again really. Then we the we we lost to Melbourne, and I, it was nice to be able to beat them in the final. Just because you were overcoming a great team, it's like well can they do it, and then they did. But they still lost to Melbourne in grand final.
0: Yeah. Uh, that's the thing about Melbourne is they, they can do that. You start, I think Melbourne's playing South this week. I can't remember. No, it's Parramatta, isn't it? Uh, let me find it.
2: NRL.
0: Hills versus Storm. Yeah. So, Parramatta's won the last four regular season games against Melbourne. Mm-hmm. But there's two other games that have been played in there. They're <laughs> both in the finals, and Melbourne won both of them. Yeah, that's Melbourne.
1: That's also Parramatta.
0: That's true Tony.
1: <laughs> I saw somebody on Twitter the other day saying, "I think last year Parramatta really showed everyone how to beat Penrith." And I didn't. I didn't even reply to it. I was like, "Come on, man." <laughs> We, saw, we literally saw Penrith snatch their soul out of their chest for 40 minutes in the grand final. This is right.
0: Ah, uh, well. I think we should probably wrap this one up. What do you reckon?
1: Yeah, yeah, it's been a good episode. It's been fun. I like the ladder. We should maybe do it again mid-season and see if our results change, hey?
0: I'm very open to that.
1: Yeah, but I think that the ladder needs to become a permanent fixture in our pre-season season. Um, our pre-season previews.
0: We can definitely do that. That's yeah, not a problem at all. Because
1: it worked really well.
0: I I think it's done pretty damn good. hmm might try and make it something that um everyone can muck around with.
1: Yeah, that'd be cool. That'd be really cool.
0: Uh, all righty then. Well, thanks for tuning in, everyone. It's been everyone a hey, ev- everyone, go to our... Uh, if you go oh, to
1: yeah. our uh, Twitter page, yep. it's twitter.com forward slash fergo freak pod you will see if you scroll down a little bit you'll see the code to join our uh, nrl tipping competition which is free through nrl.com you'll see the link just click on the link and register your team in that pick your tips uh we've got we must have close on 30 people already we've only nice. had it up a couple of days so um yeah get on that and uh see if you can beat me and andrew
0: well i mean you can beat me see if you can be freaky
1: <laughs> I was copping so much shit from people saying, oh, I beat you this year, I beat you last. It's like, it's like shut up, Julie. <laughs> 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 yeah.
0: I was copping the same sort of rubbish too. And I was, I was like, man, why have I got an eight year old bragging about beat man tips? <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. She's picking them based on which animal would win in a fight. I'm going, what did I think of that system? <laughs> Oh, shit! Uh, it helped that she thought that the tiger was an ant because she's gone, you know, it doesn't have any claws. It can't be a tiger.
1: That's a good point.
0: Yeah. All right. See, that's where I was going wrong all this time. <laughs> all right, people. Well, look, thanks for tuning in. It's been a long one, but it's been a bloody brilliant one. That's what she um, said. <laughs> I haven't had one of those for a while. I don't know. That's what um, she said. make sure you check out us on on the socials on twitter and instagram at fergo freak pod we're on facebook linkedin and youtube like subscribe share it around that'd be awesome and we will catch us all next time